0: hello happy new year and welcome to playstation unchained episode 198 it's been two weeks plus uh, since we last did a podcast because you know it fell on that awkward schedule of when we normally record is of course a sunday and of course if you may have noticed sunday this year was christmas eve one week and new year's eve the other so not so easy to get things done um I am, of course, your host, again, Neil Bolt. And I am joined by a packed cast of people, one of whom could be dead by the end of this episode. Who will it be? Will it be the Armenian Argonaut, Gary Bagdasarov? Gary? I
1: I will fight to my very last breath. (laughs) And I've definitely taken one of you assholes with me. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Or will it be... The poet laureate himself, Mr. Timothy, knew knew what's new, Pussycat? Whoa, 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 whoa.
2: With a leadoff like that, it almost has to be.
1: <laughs> Tim was going to get killed by his cats, finally. <laughs> I can see it. Will it
0: be the new reigning platinum-eating machine that is Alfonso Boxhill? What do you reckon,
3: Alphonse? No, it, it can't. It can't be me because I still gotta get partners. I gotta still catch up to Tim, you
0: know. So it, <laughs> it, it can't be me. We'll <laughs> that in a bit. <laughs> will it? Will it be the slivering sexy god that is Ben Chilibeer Hall?
4: Well, you know, it could be me, but then with the amount of podcasts I do nowadays, I could just be recreated from all the different audio clips. Yeah,
0: I mean, who's <laughs> to say you aren't already some sort of, you know. AI that's just spreading out across the podcast network. <laughs> well, if it's none of us, then it could only leave one more person—someone who's not been around for a while. Somebody that has been pushing his himself to the limit in the gym. To go, to got go. yeah, he's been gyrating for the ladies, getting those dollar bills stuck down that g-string, so he can go and get to the big bright lights of london it is possibly michael mussels harrodance hello michael
5: hello neil <laughs> very could very well be me but now, i'm sure i shall come back from the dead with the t-virus and like you in the past.
0: <laughs> yes um this is a to- totally not subtle way of uh, saying that this is a uh, mike's last podcast as a uh, you know, it's his first of the year first in a long while but it's also his last, last. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because mike is sadly moving on and sadly for us so no, for him but you'll be able b- to catch him on the <laughs> 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 Uh, I just wanted to get that out of the way first, instead of like crying and and shouting at you for the entire podcast. (laughs) That's fine. Asking why you are leaving us, why would you leave us, why would you do this, you're hurting your family. I already started that, it's too late. (laughs) (laughs) Well, feel free to just do that now and again during the whole podcast, we'll just... (laughs) we will just, just ask him. Be
5: shout out. <laughs>
4: Why, Michael? You're tearing <laughs> me apart, Michael.
1: <laughs> just guilt trip him throughout the entire podcast. <laughs> uh, oh, but,
0: well, you, you couldn't okay. have picked a better time to come on the podcast, at least because because of the gap we've had and you know, a, a lack of people, but um, we haven't done our game of the year stuff on here. You know, obviously PSU had their own game of the year stuff which apparently is a very rigged Game of the Year awards because, you know, Persona 5 won a lot of stuff. And because if you don't like that, that apparently means that everyone else is wrong. <laughs> Naming no names on that one. Um But yes, here, of course, we we are just but a few individuals and we have our own little opinions and may vary from that. So we're just going to talk about the games we enjoyed from last year, maybe even the games we didn't and were quite disappointed about, you know? I mean, could go on forever about most of them. But, Mike, as your time is probably a little more fleeting, because you could be murdered any second. I mean, sorry, <laughs> you, you, may, you may run out of time. Um, you know, uh, I know you don't get to play many games in a, in a calendar year if, if here because, you know, you're doing the news all the time. I mean, hmm. hopefully that gets to change for you. Maybe that's, that'll be your thing, at least, as you'll get to play more games with them being around you all the time uh, yeah. in an office format. So, you know, you'll be like some cultured hipster by the end of the year (laughs) (laughs) Um,
5: I would rather die
0: than be called a hipster (laughs) (laughs) pick a title straight. we'll we'll sort of go round table everyone will pick a title they enjoyed and then we'll just keep going until we're like well okay we could scrape the barrel a bit but um, what for you was your your favourite your most cherished title from last year in the few that you did get to play (sighs) <sighs>
5: um, oh god well one immediately comes to um, mind obviously resident evil 7 but i have to admit assassin's creed origins did it for me oh I, boy yeah. i i love that game that was such a great game it was it's uh, do i like chat about it a bit now or yeah yeah i mean
0: any anyone who's played it can chime in because like, right, like cool I cool. like I've just started literally this this week uh, playing it and by God I wish I'd played last year. You know, it's it's just so good. <laughs> yeah,
5: oh I'm glad you agree. Yeah. No, it is. It's um uh they really revamp the gameplay for the better. Um I think um you know stuff like the combat is so much more it's more realistic so more realistic, it's more responsive and more challenging. Um the Egyptian i sh- um setting is just Amazing! It's 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 absolutely beautiful to look at, and it's I mean the size of the game world is just huge, and it's so diverse as well. It's not just I mean you immediately think Egypt, you know you won't just think you know sand and pyramids, but obviously there's that, but there's so much more. There's there's so many different locations that you go to, you know bustling markets, you know these kind of like wooded sort of areas and towns, and you know just these beautiful temples you get to see and everything, and it's it's it it's so many famous there's a lot of famous landmarks there you go to the um the famous like giza um is it has you pronounce it giza yeah giza pyramids yeah, um, yeah. yeah. and uh, the uh, the sphinx and everything which is amazing the and the um speaking of the pyramids the uh, you know the, the tomb sections come back by um funny enough raid you know going into the pyramids and not uh, looting them and stuff those those uh, sections are fantastic as well they they really go to town on those and it's the um it's just it's just the scale of it is in particular is unlike any other game i mean obviously they got bigger in the last couple of years i mean i think uh, but obviously black flag was a, a pretty big game obviously a lot of it was the um a lot of it was ocean but this is like as big as black flag but on land so that that's pretty damn substantial yeah and I mean, it's,
0: uh, sorry yeah I was, I was gonna say it's like um it almost feels like what they would ghost on wildlands earlier in the year is like it was a test phase for sort of making obnoxiously big la- worlds I mean, here at least, you know, it, it's not that big, but it's still, a, like you say, a huge and varied area. It's just fun to explore because, you know, loading is minimal. And it's just, everything just flies nice. You can go and see and do whatever you want. And, I mean, if you turn off a lot of the you know, markers and the objective stuff and the HUD stuff, it becomes a very freeing experience um i know i hear people say that a lot about breath of the wild where it's like you know it takes it back to that whole you know oh just go anywhere and do anything without anything holding your hand and you can do a lot of that if you want to in yeah origins and yeah you know if you don't want that you can go all the other way and just enjoy it uh, with being ha- handheld and walk off where they tell you and you just see stuff along the way it's yeah it's mad it just shows the extra time that they had has helped there in terms of some ways they present the story maybe not so i think tim was saying the same it's like the story's a bit um truncated at times and just like stuff happens without any real pomp and circumstance to it and like but yet the characters are nice enough you know it's like bayek is and his wife are just great you know it's like likeable characters again which is definitely yeah i mean his 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 voice actor is bloody fantastic yeah um, definitely superb really
5: really really great
0: and you know considering you know his career (laughs) is killing people for for the good (laughs) for the greater good it's um you know they've managed to make him a very well-rounded person who's known he likes kids he likes pets and he loves his wife you know and he's yeah likes sex yeah (laughs) yeah doesn't he just um, <laughs> don't let your son be in the room when you play at this foot this way <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, any moment with him <laughs> uh, yeah and yeah he's just a really nice chap you know considering what his job is and what he does most of the time killing the wildlife and well yeah, <laughs> they'd be fair they kill you if not but yeah, it, yeah yeah it's just a fine fine game so far in that regard but just it's i I can see why the story may have got left to the wayside a little bit because it's a bit more open and ambiguous where you know, just like, yeah, you get bits and bobs here, do this and that, but yeah, it'd be nice if there was a little more impact in some of that, yeah no um, it's, um, yeah. yeah i agree, I agree with
5: you, I absolutely love the game, yeah, and it's um, I was on it, you know, took me a long time to finish it, you know,
0: um, yeah, I
5: can see why. <laughs>
0: it's like there's just so much to it um, Tim. What about you? You played a bit, as you said, you had some issues with it.
6: Yeah, uh,
2: yeah. Apart from that, though, it was it was a decent ride. A little bit of a. I was really daunted simply by the the girth of the game, and not just uh, stuff that you can do because it was you know, basically like an open world game. All the things you can do, but yeah. just the setting itself was so vast. There was so much running around and so much empty space.
6: But yeah, anyway, I look.
2: There were oftentimes I was looking at things, and my you know my completionist mentality would set in, and <laughs> then I look, I open the world map and look at everything and go, "God damn it, where the hell do I start?"
0: Yeah, it, it's because you know, though they don't you know, load everything on the map screen like they used to, and you know, it's like here's this, this isn't this. You know, they let you sort of seek stuff out a bit more. I don't know if that's better or worse for you in that regard, but it's. <laughs> it's just wow. Yeah there's there's a lot of shit going on here. And it's like even in those open spaces that quite you know, and the ocean stuff and the lakes there's the they fit stuff in it still. Which is I mean the open stuff kind of reminds me of like the shadow of the colossus where you know you can do a lot with open space and make the journey part of what makes the experience good. Yeah. It's a it's a it's it is definitely very daunting you know, in a lot of ways yeah uh, has uh anyone else played Assassin's creed origins raise your hand i can't see it but raise it all the same i also I raised
4: my hand but i did all oh, right i didn't like it really though so <laughs> no you didn't like it oh, I, I get very, as tim i i, I like to, i get very daunted with big open worlds
5: oh yeah i remember sorry i I'm, do remember saying that to be fair yeah, yeah.
4: The game was good. I'm not going to say anything bad about the game. I it was a really good game for what I played, but I can't handle open world. I get lost way too easily.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you like linear games more, yeah? Yeah. For, for, yeah. I can play no, them, I, s- I
5: just
4: don't want to play them.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, given the games you said you disliked over yeah. the years, I've been mean, yeah, I I understand that with you that yeah. it'd be not your thing in that yeah.
1: regard. So yeah, but it is still games. surprising. Yes, yeah. Ben loves Assassin's Creed. Don't you, Ben? Yeah, yeah I love my Assassin's Creed.
0: Loved
4: hey, I like <laughs> the one in London. That was my favourite Assassin's Creed.
0: It's still the only one I haven't played, to be fair <laughs> as well.
1: That's because you're like, hey, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here, I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like, it, Assassin's Creed comes to the country I'm in, and it's like...
4: Uh... <laughs> Man, I don't want to know the sales if it ever came to Scarborough. Do you like the Assassin's <laughs> Creed tie with Silent Hill.
5: <laughs> oh, I like the sound of that. <laughs> Silent assassin. Sorry, terrible uh, <laughs> assholes.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: uh, is, that, is that everyone? Everyone's played Assassin's Creed or mentioned they've played Assassin's yeah. Creed? Uh, Alfonso, did you? No, I did it. No, yeah. oh, no. Nah. Gary, you didn't. I assume. Was...
1: I have it, but I haven't played it yet.
0: Ah, uh, that's fair. It's like it's it's something you don't have to rush to i think oh i might add though just that there's some nicely surprising changes of tone in there you know just for like boss fights and stuff they're just like out of the blue nuts stuff and it's i like that i i even quite enjoyed the uh, the final fantasy 15 spin-off mission for as stupid and small as it was it was interesting at least and uh a nice little weapon out of it so that's so, it but yeah very good game. Nice to see it. It's the first time I've loved an Assassin's Creed since Revelations. Uh, that's not a popular, popular one, but that's the last time I really liked the series at all. So, yeah, good stuff. Um, ben, you have played some games last year.
4: I was looking at the games I think I would want to vote for, and there's some that everyone's going to vote for. So I'm going to vote for one that I don't think anyone else is going to pick.
0: Oh well, yeah, I mean either way, it's fine. It's, I'm going to you, go with you... Undertale undertale no yeah. yeah this is the thing at the end of the year i was thinking do i include it i because technically yeah. it's the first time it's on console our yeah. console so it makes sense that it should be in the running but the fact that this of course it's a game that's won its own game of the year awards and on pc and you think oh, it's, it's difficult but then i wouldn't have let that stop me with say XCOM two yeah. You know. so yeah i think it, it's unfortunate it doesn't get Talked about in that regard, especially as it's probably the best thing that came out on Vita last year as well. Uh-huh. <laughs> it and it's it cross-buy,
4: a... so you know you got your PS Vita yeah. version.
0: Yeah, Undertale, smart, smart game. You know, just like words the fact don't fit justice. It
4: game without killing anyone, make friends yeah. with everything.
0: That's it's... it. Obviously, it's got that very uh, Tim. earthbound. Tim, Tim has implant. a
4: very easy platinum.
0: Yeah, because yeah, yeah, the trophies yeah. all come Even like. I got the platinum
4: them. for it. Bye. About... I... Yeah, you don't even have to beat the game to get the platinum.
0: No, this is it. I mean, you get to a certain point, don't you? And it's just yeah. like, that's it. And You've got to give point... a lot
4: to the dog. For That's the tedious part. <laughs> Where you got to keep giving the coins over and over and over again to the dog to get the trophy. One coin mm-hmm. at a time.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you know, a surprisingly well-written game. Yeah. You know, and it has some really cool boss fights and really cool music. Yeah, the graphics uh, are really
4: yeah. stylish as well. I wouldn't say good because, yeah, you know, what they oh, are, for what they
0: do? Yeah, stylish. for what they are, it, it works brilliantly. Yeah. I think it's just, I mean, yeah, that
4: system. If you do fight, is unique. It's not just like press X, press X. What you got to actually dodge stuff and do. Yeah, all you the got things.
0: Essentially, you've got a mini game yeah. within your your fights, and yeah. it's just. Yeah, so I know.
4: It, I killed the first person because I wasn't well, sure how to talk them out of it. I talked everyone else.
0: <laughs> it's just the first one ah. Yeah I know what you mean On that one It's a, yeah. a Tricky one Is there Anyone else here Played Undertale I haven't No No not nope. all. Oh Tim You'd love Undertale Yeah I honestly think you would Yeah just, That's Yeah That's an easy platinum I would say Well even not for that I just think <laughs> <it's> Just the <laughs> say, way it's I'm written The to, way it, the stuff it does I know he wants to get
4: platinums again So I'm trying to entice him
0: Yeah <laughs> I just think if you like you know I know Near will come up at, at some point because you know I know at least two people here will, will rave about it and I think in that regard it does a lot of stuff that Near does in terms of like you know going against the expectations of what a game should do and I like that about it as much as so I like that in Near as well that's one of the things I like most about it was that it just messes with the conventions doesn't stick to one genre yeah. And just fucks about with you a bit. It's a it's a grand game. It's under sale. It's uh I mean, yeah. It's just a shame it took so long to come to consoles. I think it's got uh, forgotten in the whole game of the year discussion because of that. I think because it's just like well, you know, it came out a couple of years ago, and technically there's other things that <clears throat> came out this year. We should celebrate them. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So that that's Ben's first very very good choice, Ben. By the way, there. it's a grand choice indeed, Alfonso. You've played a hell of a lot of games. I don't think all of them have been great, but you, you've definitely played a, a fair few games. Um, yeah. What, what's your first choice?
3: As much as I love Uncharted, <laughs> I have to go with Horizon Zero Dawn.
0: Ah, oh, yes. This is another one I was pretty sure would come up. But, uh, yeah. Gorilla come good. And uh, finally stop having to do Killzone. Make
3: a... I mean... Yeah, um... Yeah, it's surprising okay. that they did it so well knowing that they were mostly focused on, you know, the kill zone franchise. And to see them pull away from that and make a big open world mm-hmm. game like Horizon. It it, it turned out well. I, I love the the character development of Aloy from when she was small until as she grew up and, you know, trying to prove to the clan that She can, you know, defend for herself and do this and do that. I love the story. I love all the twists and turns during the story. I love how you can um, craft. You could use all the resources in the world to craft the items and your traps fighting against the machines. And then I got sad in terms of how it ended. And then we don't know when the sequel will come out. And then Gorilla comes out of nowhere and brings out the Frozen Wild Zone, the first DLC, which I just started playing today because I've been busy playing other games, but playing that, starting playing that, is it just sucks me back into that world again, and I like how the story is going so far, I like how they have new machines, and like, this has to be one of the best, one of the best games of 2017, knowing that it's a new IP, and knowing that they decided to go with a female voice that can compete with Laura in the Tomb Raider franchise. And yeah, it was I mean, something different.
0: Yeah. yeah. Ashley, sure. is, uh, again, the voice is another great character. And obviously, she's, uh, as we know, Chloe in uh, Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah she's mm. nailed it. It's just, again, a wonderful performance and you know, a really good you know, storyline. It's uh I don't know it's not like the greatest story ever or anything, but I think it's one of those rare open world games where the side missions do a lot to help build the character i mean it's it's often a problem you get with open world games is that you know it's all the side mission stuff just feels like filler but, you know, it this it, is one of those that very much invests in areas outside the main story right and generally the the more fun ones to do I find because they do help you see this you yeah, know more rounded version of um, anyone else want to talk about horizon while we're here
5: um i i've only played a bit of it um i did really like what i've um, played though it's um it, i wish i could talk more really i mean there's not really much i didn't really see enough of it really but i mean it looked great played great um i thought it was a great uh i, I like the setting and everything and like you said the um, voice actress who does um chloe um is really really good as well so um I, I, it's one of those ones that you know those massive games that i can't I kind of need to uh finish you know sort of like graph of 5 only i'm like <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, it's only almost five years now come on
5: <laughs> yeah well gta 4 took me six years to get around to so i'm you know i've got time <laughs> well you've
4: probably still got another like six years before we get gta 6 It'll be fine
0: yeah it's, <laughs> it <is>. oh, okay. <laughs> it's not like, it's not like red dead 2's coming out this year yeah. you have to Worry about that next. so Yeah, yeah that's Red Dead. I skip that. Uh, um, <laughs> Tim, wh- what did you think of Old uh, Horizon? You played it, I'm sure.
2: Oh, yeah, of course I did. Flattened the shit out of it. Plattened the shit out uh, of it. So. <laughs> uh, um, a lot of points that Alfonso made really resonated with me. And I think uh, to go along, go further with the. Uh, the female character aspect, I think what I liked the most is that out of all the characters along the way that tried to make physical or romantic passes at her, the only one that even remotely came up on her radar was the blacksmith. Yeah. And I cannot remember her name. And it was like just a blip. It wasn't like a blatant thing. But I loved it. It was such a wonderful touch because like everything else didn't matter and the one person that was being completely honest with her emotionally is the one that she like went, well, maybe.
0: Yeah. And it made it fit with her character personally. You know, the way she interacted with people, it made sense that she would be like that. Which again, just credit to, I I would never have said gorilla had the best writing in games before this, but yeah, this certainly found it for this
2: one. And to her credit, the blacksmith is just wonderful. Like Mm. all around all around wonderful and i can never remember her name because i'm a terrible person and bad with names but
0: <laughs> yeah same same it's
2: like uh, i find uh, myself often looking it up because i need to know it i just can't remember yeah it
0: but... was like it was like literally yesterday when i was watching the mummy yeah, yeah because assassin's creed um and just like i was, I was trying to rem- remember the name of oda fair's character uh, which is out of day and it's like i uh, I like, oh, the, amount of times I, the amount of times i've seen that film i can't remember the name i was <laughs> i was
5: just going to say um neil what please let me please let you um say the brendan fraser mummy and not the tom cruise mummy oh yeah
0: that's that <laughs> it, it just blew my mind as well that i hadn't ever clicked on that obviously he was a medjay as well yeah like... he was wasn't he yeah <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> <I'm a guy. laughs>
5: But about that, okay, man, i just yeah. like to say
2: pharaoh's
0: <laughs> body Watch yeah, all, but... <laughs> yeah. I was in more mind blown when I discovered today that like the Assassin's Creed DLC that's coming out is basically mummies in the basically where they set the mummy. So it's like
5: Oh what, uh, what City of the Dead.
0: Yeah. yeah. And like that whole thing. It's like that, that sounds cool. It's like oh, that's dude. pretty much what you want. So But Neil, <laughs> cool.
4: You say that Gorilla their games aren't known for their writing in games, the problem is they've always had really good writing. The Killzone series had a lot of good lore. Yeah, the only problem was it was all on websites instead of the actual yeah. game.
0: <laughs> exactly. <I don't> <laughs> <know>. <laughs> like most of the plot of Kingdom Hearts is yeah. on the on the internet and <laughs> rather than in the uh, games. Cuz you
4: had the website lore website you had a, so much that Killzone had a really good really good history and I really yeah really good characters the problem was they just didn't put them in the actual game. They just That's it. Wrote it and this time
1: yeah this time they managed it. I, like the Hellgas being the actual good guys in reality. Yeah. Yeah. The ISA were the assholes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they never told you that. They yeah. made the Hellgas seem pretty well, evil.
4: I guess it I, I guess it was a social, whatever that word is, because they're like, oh, but the reason why the Hellgas look like bad guys is because history is written by the winners, and ISA are the winners.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. That's, a fact.
0: That's it. <laughs> Yeah. So let's put it this way: they've grown into it and found someone who can make that sort of stuff come into the game yeah. and uh, make it work. So yeah, uh, yeah, it's good in that regard. I think the only thing I missed from it in a way now, just you know, having played stuff like uh, Shadow of War and Assassin's Creed, is just a bit more climbing. Just it's yeah, you know, very much hopping all over the place where Halo is concerned, and it, maybe for a sequel it would be nice to have a bit more sort of climby stuff. Just especially you know, when you're in an open world that is mostly nature. It would make sense. But yeah, we shall see. It's okay because the...
4: you're going to get your God of War game in March and it's going to be mostly on a boat.
0: Yeah, which is fine. I, again, Assassin's Creed, it, there's lots of boating and I like the boating. Which is, uh, so, apart from when I accidentally set fire to the boat multiple times.
2: Let's <laughs> oh, <laughs> we'll yeah, just, cool. sure we'll just hope that the boat is going fast and it's got a nautical theme.
4: yeah Yeah. i heard that creditor's on a a boat boat. he's on a boat look (laughs) at me because i'm slain on a boat
0: uh oh you know vikings and stuff maybe some nice
2: boat battles that'd be cool
0: anyway veering off the subject like anyone else got anything to say about the horizons
2: oh i'd also like to just add in i just looked it up her name is petra and she's amazing Petra, cool excellent um, Wait, wasn't cool. that
4: the name of a character from Legend of Zelda as well?
2: The name Tetra. Oh, okay. you mean the main character, Zelda? No, it was it Zelda
5: <laughs> named Tetra in one of the games. Yeah, she. it was Tetra. I'm think i sure it was Tetra. Tetra Wind oh, was Tetra. it, yeah. yeah. Tetra and Wind Waker, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I
4: remember that now.
5: Yeah, okay. correct me if
0: I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was it. I, I just yeah. imagined Ben 5% <laughs> going, I was thinking of Tetris.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wind Waker is best Zelda.
0: I, I don't. I can't argue with that. I mean, I've only played like two Zelda's ever, and that was my favorite one by yeah, far. Wind Waker's so.
4: the best in my opinion.
0: Link to the Past, man. That was That's
5: my first best. ever Zelda Wind Waker. I love that game. But <laughs> I've since Win-Win gone Win-Win back. Don't be so in the past, man. Wind Waker's best.
1: <laughs> Link yeah. to the Past. You just haven't played it properly. I played it
5: but... fast for the first Fact. time a few years ago and oh, I love that game. But yeah, Wind Waker was my favorite. So um, I mean, my first, so I'm
0: very uh, not quite...
5: Yeah, Wind
4: Waker was my first Zelda, and then I tried Link to the Past and, and Jurassic Mask and on the GameCube.
0: Actually I'll tell you what my favourite Zelda game is Akami. There you go. There we go. My no, favorite Zelda game is
4: Darkstalkers. Dark
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a good chat too. But <laughs> anyway, oh we have gone off the the beaten track. So we've talked to Mike, we talked to Alfonso, and talked to Ben. Gary, pick a game.
6: Preferably.
1: Uh. <laughs> <a good one. laughs> uh, well, mine will obviously be the obvious game. Uh, Near Automata. I thought you were going to say Senran Kagura. I thought you were going to say Stop
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No. Near yeah, uh, Automata.
0: Or you say Tomato, I say to my, what is it? Or one of those. Yeah,
1: it's the same game. Uh, yeah, I don't know how much more I can talk about it. Uh, it's, it's. I hope it a lot really, more. It really just. It hit me hard, that game did, Um, especially with all the um, tragic moments it had and the way it told the story, the way uh, the characters acted around each other, um, the combat was great. Um, It's one of those games where, for those who don't know still, um, I had absolutely no desire or want to play that game. Um, and then when I got the chance to play it, uh, which I inherited the review for it from somebody else.
0: <laughs> They're um, the best reviews, I find.
1: The ones you accidentally inherit
0: and like, oh, I like this game.
1: <laughs> yeah. No um, and, you know, I played it and I thought it was, okay, it's a good game. It's not amazing. And then I realized that after I started another playthrough, the game completely changed. And then it changed again for the third time. And it's stuff like that that you just don't see in games at all. Um, At least I haven't. Where each time you replay the game, the story changes or continues. And it was just such a genius move um, by the developers. Um, Yeah, the the game, the way it, it presents what it means to be human, and if Humanity is just something we have, or can something else feel the exact same things that we feel? You know, a lot of the side quests in especially the side quest in near um, are so tragic for almost all the characters. Um, you run into a robot standing on you know a top of a building contemplating his own existence and whether he wants to kill himself or not. You know, it's things like that that really kind of push buttons you didn't think you had or you didn't even care to have. And it's just an amazing experience. You know, that game did things for me that the only other game that made me feel that way was The Last of Us, where it was it was one of those games where after I've played it, I didn't feel like I wanted to play anything else because I didn't feel anything else could ever compare to it. Sure. Yeah. And after I had finished Nier, and for those who don't know, when you finish the third playthrough of Nier, the end credits scene in that game, not the scene, but the actual credits that are scrolling. Please don't
2: talk about it. Please don't talk about it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll just say that it's one of of the most amazing things. And I know I talked to Tim about it. I think I've talked to you as well about it, Neil. And I talked to... Chris, uh, who also writes for the site now, um, we all took a completely different experience out of that credit scene, Yeah. or that of what happened during the credits there. And it's things that you can talk about that everybody's experienced, but everybody took something completely different out of it. And I think that is what Near Automata did: is everybody who played it experience the same game but completely took different things out of it
0: yeah definitely i uh, definitely agree on that i mean <clears throat> i think uh, we had this discussion at the time it felt like i was being very down on it as a game because i was i went into it thinking well you guys love it i'm and from everything i would heard it sounds like i should love it too i had an issue with a bunch of stuff that's fair to say but at the same time there's so much inventive just one of a kind moments in the game that just just you just sit back and go yeah you know respect for that that's damn clever and it's like even when it's not emotional stuff and there's just stuff that's just stupid and absurd you know, it, it's done so well that you just like you'll like i mean it's rare to, for a game to make me laugh out loud but there were bits in that that did um without spoilers the romeo and juliet thing just Mm -hmm. just the use of language in that was just hilarious and i just like (laughs) it's like brilliant i love i love that they're doing this and again on another level it was smart for what they were doing and trying to do by doing that and it's just the game is full of those moments just stuff where they can combine you know Mm -hmm. emotions and make something unique out of it it's uh and it, it, that sort of extends into how the game itself plays. In a, and it's very much a platinum game in some ways, but it's also a twin-stick shooter, and it's also this, that, and the other, and it's just
1: it just does yeah. crazy just stuff. just mixing so many things, even changing the entire soundtrack to sound like 8-bit retro. Yeah. And make I it so that. well, too.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just things you happen upon. The side story, again, we were saying about open worlds. I know this isn't strictly open world in the same way, but mm-hmm. side quests in that are very important you know to everything that's going on and it's yeah another one of those games where it's very well done and there's always some meaning behind what's going on and you're learning more about the, the themes of the game you know it's like it's a very hard game to talk about without people having played it and that, that's the way to say it for sure and as you yeah. say I think having different reactions to it good bad whatever i think is a sign of you know, a very smart game you know that uh, to hark back i always this is what i always say about mgs2 it's like that it could have such a divisive you know opinions everywhere about it. it just shows you what kind of game it is you know it's, it's yeah I, again, i'm it's glad, a, glad you, yeah i'm glad goes. you
1: said that it's hard to talk about it without having played it to somebody like i try to explain it to my cousin and all he did was like so it's like i robot is <laughs> it like ex machina is that what you're talking about I was like Yes and no, completely. You know, out there, like it's really hard to convey some of the things that go on in that game in into words, um, without giving out the whole picture of it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, Tim, I, know, I know you must have many words too on this game as well.
2: Many, but and I'd actually like to extrapolate a lot of things off what he just said. Yeah. Um, but I honestly would like to just save it for a near focused podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because I, I have mean,
2: we, a lot we to of so, things uh, to talk about.
6: Yeah.
0: Um, we, we, we will resurrect that idea this year of uh, having one game themed
2: podcast again. Because... Maybe
4: by then I'll have bought it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I think if I wanted to add one thing yeah. about this, it's kind of an expression on the gaming industry in 2017 is in a whole as a whole like as much as near affected me the most it affected me as it did it's not my top game no. this year like that near affected me in ways i didn't think not only video games but anything could affect me yeah
0: I, I and it goes
2: that. along those lines with the way the game ended, like what, what, like the ending credits and things, and made me do things I'd never been able to do before. Like a lot of things been hypothetical, but it was awakening. And yeah, I would really like to talk about those in a a spoiler open environment, and this is yeah. not one of them.
0: Yeah, when you know your audience. Already- is going to know what you're talking about as well, and it's it may,
2: it does help I think because it,
0: just talking on a podcast like this would be just yeah you'd lose the impact. Yeah, I, I agree with you that that it's like despite the impacts it can have, it's like for me you know, this does come to the fact that I played a lot of games last year, but it it didn't crack my top ten, but it's just shows the quality of how many damn games there were out there last year that were really good, so. But yeah, it's it's still a very good game. That has to be said. Anyone else play? Yeah. What was that?
6: What was that?
0: <laughs> oh shit! I'm not muted. We're going to kill the levity, man. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing that was your that was your contribution there. <laughs> I no, I
5: haven't played it guys for the record sorry I, 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 I'm, I, I actually I think last year was probably some of the worst I in terms of like playing new games I really didn't get around to playing that many
0: I did, it didn't help that there were just so many it just yeah. they, they were worth playing it's like we were saying this earlier today it's, it's this game's considered like the best of the year I haven't even come close to playing and just like yeah. despite playing as much as I could
3: yeah. So
5: yeah,
0: you're not alone there. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, plus the fact that I've been going on a,
5: a different console that I can't possibly name on this podcast, uh, but I <laughs> had to catch up on many
0: other series that also will not be named. So, <laughs> <coughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That, that, that's cool. Um, well, Tim, I know I know you just spoke
2: about near, but um, your pick next? Well, that's going to be what remains of Edith Finch.
6: Whee!
0: It saves me picking straight it. Straight
2: up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, straight up. What Remains of Edith Finch. Um,
0: yeah. Game of the Year, personally.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: But out uh, that it's... Uh...
2: It's hard not to because I, I don't want to say similar things, but I got a very intense sensation from Hellblade as well, but it didn't resonate as closely as What Remains of Edith Finch did, and Man, it's it's one of those things where not only do I like just enjoy about it, enjoy it, and think about it quite often. I it's not just thinking about it that I do almost daily. It's like a reminiscence. It's like I've lived part of my life in that hour and a half, and that it's one of my most fondest memories. And it's not just something I experienced through someone else's vision.
0: Yeah, it's uh, very much the same.
6: It's good TV. It's
0: a, there's very loud TV going
2: on. Oh yeah, that's that's on my
0: end. I'm awesome. <laughs> sorry, just making sure it was okay. Um, yeah, and can't disagree with you there. I think not only in, it's I mean the story is uh, well told anyway, but it's the way it's presented and done. You know, basically, it's like we've mentioned this about near about Undertale already. It's like it does things differently, you know, for the genre it's in. I mean. There are sections in that game that are just like, how do people not do stuff like this more often? How you just it makes a lot of that genre feel lazy almost, which is unfair, I know, but it, it does because you just see the invention that goes into some of that and you're like, What the hell, man? I, I never thought this would work. It's like it doesn't just work on like, oh, this is smart, they're combining this kind of gameplay with this kind of story. It's the fact that it works not just on a gameplay level but on the storytelling level and like you're feeling the emotions of the character's story at the time um, I'm thinking of the um, the fish place in particular uh, here yeah. because Jesus Christ it's just sublime it's one of many sublime areas oh, are you areas? talking about yeah.
4: the bit where they chopping the heads off yeah yep. and oh, yeah. that's it
0: I mean, just the fact that it, it's doing that, telling the story of how mundane this job is and how much it makes you just want yeah. to just live in your own head and and also replicating that in the game. And it's just like, it's genius. I, mean, it's,
4: I thought, oh my God, it's just like real life.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's a scary part. And that's why it hits all yeah. the more. Um, the, the Gregory scene, without, again, not wanting to spoil anything. I, I'm saying a name literally because it makes, otherwise it's... Yeah it was heartbreaking and we said on the uh, special podcast we did if you want to go back it's on the Unchained uh list from last year um through personal experiences it was a very close thing for me and uh it was something that was both beautiful and horrible at the same time and again it's just amazing that they managed to convey that perfectly in, in just it's again one of those things you, you'd have to play it to really appreciate it and then again maybe you'd have to have that life experience to make it click in the same way but still wow uh, sorry Tim I feel like I'm taking it all from you but I love this game as well <laughs> so,
2: no you're good I, you're saying a lot of things that I would say it's yeah I don't know, without Spoiler, I can't really talk about it much. I, I think about it and all the things I want to say, and I go, well, this is pretty much spoiler territory. Yeah.
0: Um, um, I don't know if you saw yesterday um, in our personal works, like I, I posted uh, a reset era as a, a guy that had played the game and basically had, had no understanding of what he was playing. And it was, it was honestly the worst take I've seen on a game in many, many years. I mean, I, I get not liking a game, but it's just every criticism was like, you've clearly missed the point. Yeah. And just, oh, it, it hurt internally to, to read it. And well, I just, had to yeah. buy
4: it after talking about it on the podcast and then sending a Twitter message and then having the developers respond.
0: Yeah. I say it's multiple so <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean,
4: am like, well, I have to buy this now, don't I?
0: <laughs> I mean, he even answered uh, one of the things Tim brought up in that podcast as well, which is like, Mad. Just yeah, special games. I mean for most of the year I thought one game was going to be my game of the year and this it this grew into my game of the year because as Tim said, it just stays in your head and just you remember things about it and just I've also playing games similar afterwards and just thinking, wow, this just doesn't feel
6: as good <laughs> <laughs> just, like, like
0: just man. I, I, it's, it's hard. I think maybe for me, again, with stuff like Nier, maybe that's why some of the stuff didn't hit quite as well as it could have. Because I played Edith Finch first. So it was uh, that's
2: the... I thought. don't know about that. Because I hadn't... Honestly, I hadn't finished Nier until well after
0: hmm. I
2: played Edith Finch. I, I think I there guess was just
0: again. enough time. Yeah. I, I, it's just, I mean, it may just be just what resonates with who and in that case. But yeah. Anyway, of Finch. Wow. Damn good game. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh in PSU's top end of the year it was number four as well. So So we we did well out of that, guys. We did well. Yeah. Oh,
2: Especially so, for a game that not everyone played.
0: Yeah. I mean and it was also our indie game of the year. Uh quite deservedly. So uh so leaves me to pick a game. Hmm. So we've had lots of things of story and exploration. There's so many games. (laughs) This could be tough. Um, Again, as I said, having played so many games, it sounds like a brag every time I say it. I hate it, (laughs) but um, yeah, it just makes it very difficult to sort of choose stuff and like not leave stuff out. Oh, I'll go on. I'll make it simple. On a personal level, it had to be up there. Um, Sonic Mania, right? Because Sonic is very much a part of why I fell in love with video games. Um, Though I had, like I said, X-Spectrum first as a console, or or a computer, if you will. Um, My first personal console was a Mega Drive Genesis. Um, And with Sonic the Hedgehog and just... Wow! It was it blew my mind. I loved it. I just adored it, and that and then Sonic Two just made it perfect for me. But uh, yeah, it's just it's been a long time since uh, we've had a, a very good Sonic game, and by God, Sonic Mania was. While revisiting old Sonic games made part of the appeal, it's just when they did include new stuff uh, and new areas and zones. They didn't feel out of place They felt like going back into 1992 uh, on, And just saying like Yeah, I like this This is just joyous." I mean, I saw a lot at the time of people going This game's hard, this game's hard Much like we heard with uh, the Crash Bandicoot trilogy and it's like, no, well, yeah Because it comes from me ah, where...
4: reminds me when it's like Crash Bandicoot is the Dark Souls of platforming <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh, don't Don't even That's I said. <laughs> But yeah, um there's not a lot to say about that. I just think that it's fluid. It, uh, obviously, it's made by people who have been making like uh, mod versions of the game for years, so it, it's understandable they love the games themselves, and you can feel that in what they've done with it. And the soundtrack, oh boy! And again, not just the old tracks where they've remixed them nicely and the levels where they've remixed it, but boy, that everything's just perfect. And yeah, it even made me quite soft on Sonic Forces when that came out because, you know, obviously that's the shit side of Sonic games and uh, in, in a lot of ways, but it's also just it's just after having uh, having a great Sonic game again, it just felt like, yeah, I'll give you a pass. You're, you're not that bad. I, uh, I enjoyed myself. You have and the, decent-ish music. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Sonic Forces has lovely music. I love it. But uh, <laughs> it, it's no Sonic Mania. So yeah, Sonic Mania is my surprising choice first. Um, but then I didn't get to do um, uh, Water remains of Vida Finch on that. So I suppose that it, would, it had to be something a bit different. Let's go around again, Mike. Again, I, as I said, you've not played a lot, but uh, pick another game that uh, stuck out for you. Oh, I think, um, I think you mentioned it, in fact. If I, if I.
5: Yeah, sorry. I was just going. Sorry, I was just going to add to what you were saying about. I um, should have cut in, but I, I did play Sonic Mania, mm. and um, absolutely loved it. I, it's funny. I actually, I was around my mate's house a week before last, and I completed it there, and um, I didn't get all the emeralds. But yeah, that that game's brilliant in every in every which way. The new levels, the old classics revisited. It's fantastic game, and I've also played Sonic Forces. And oddly enough, and you know, it's not terrible, like you
0: said. It, it's not the worst of those kind. Oh.
5: Yeah. it's, it's not it's not out of all the new sonic the new kind of sonic games they've done like since um sonic 06 the notorious sonic 06 it's it's one of the better ones that's for sure um yeah um sorry yeah uh resident evil 7 I mean I have to mention that <laughs> um, yeah yeah i uh i did um <clears throat> i got that on release day and um i've played it um i've i think i went through i went through the game i've went through the game on normal and then on um uh madhouse which was uh well yeah that got me tearing my hair out a bit but it's um it's an interesting game resident evil 7 because it's one of those games where you um i think like mostly it mostly happens with new resident evil games where it's like you know oh a new resident Evil game awesome you know and it's like you're you're fully hyped up about it and stuff and in my case of every single trailer and screenshot ever be you know for six months yeah. before it was out and obviously reporting on it for work and it's like now I've had time to think more about it and stuff, and I finished the DLC, which I, which I actually quite like. You know, it's um, yeah, it's I still like it. It's still a great game, and I think um, the just the um, it's still a case where the last third of the game really lets it down. I think it just got, it it just got a little bit too shooty, and um, it suffers from repetition really badly. It's um, uh the the in terms of the enemies, the molded, they're just not, they they look so similar even though you yeah have kinds of enemies they're just so repetitive in terms of their um their their design and i think that resident evil has always been very it's always had a very strong lineup of enemies and in, in the sense that you know you start off with zombies dogs and crows Professor the hunters or lickers and you'd have your bosses in between and a couple of others they they have the pacing of that and the distribution in terms of where they came up in the game was always really good but with this it was literally obviously you had the bakers who were fantastic and then you had the molders and it was like oh molded wow oh a four-legged molded oh a fat molded okay <laughs> cool what's next you know and they didn't never came up you know so that disappointed me but apart from that the, the, the good parts were absolutely fantastic i mean like i said the bakers are great enemies the the, the, the fear that they bought was um is something that i haven't really felt since nemesis which is a, a big compliment obviously to everyone who knows how much yeah. i love the be your classics especially that And um, the location was brilliant, a great throwback to the original game, all the little uh, Easter eggs in there are a great touch as well. They just, they nailed the, for me, they nailed the quintessential kind of Resident Evil, old school vibe, you know, the the combination of um, solving puzzles, which are actually a lot more complicated than just, oh, look, here's the key and here's the lock. You know, they're actually, they weren't, they're not the hardest in the series, but at least they they were quite interesting. Their design was
0: interesting. It It was like um, a lot of um, Resident 7 is like a middle road. It's like trying to keep, the newer fans on board and keep and you know keep the older fans sweet as well it's like it's like it's not going to be as hard and clunky as the original games but it's not going to be moronically it's stupid, stupid.
5: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, five and six especially yeah where you literally didn't yeah pushing boxes are about as complicated as it got um but yeah, I'm um, as I was saying. But you know, they nailed that whole rhythm of the the free what I call is like the, the holy triangle of like Resident Evil is um, ammo conservation, puzzle solving, and exploration. They just now yeah. three of those key elements. Um, I really think they did. But, how you could add another pillar to that, I guess with um, uh, I don't know, like the enemies or whatever. But no, those three core elements for me are what made Resident Evil so special, and they really now those. And you know, even though like I said, the end and I think let it down, there was some still cool parts at the end. I mean the. You know it was you know the combat was this combat is pretty solid so it was kind of fun blowing away all the mold in, in places and i think the the end obviously i'm obviously not going to spoil it but the ending part did get kind of like you know when you go when you go i'm trying to say the sweat when you you revisit a familiar location and it's but it's changed it's kind of like trippy i'm sure you guys know yeah. what i mean when you go back uh, before the final boss that that particular part was quite cool and like the little and the little bit at the end the uh, like the uh, uh, kind of cameo
0: the, yeah, the cameo slash homage to the original sort of yeah. in the yeah. way it's out, but at exactly. the same time, it, I think the other criticism I had that end part was that a lot of it was uh, not on rails, but just you, the control was wrenched from you a bit much. It's just like yeah. when you think back to the classic Resi, it's like you had control right to the end, you know? It's like yeah, and did everything. It just felt like eh, I didn't, nah, come on, give it, give us me a bit more than. A copy of what that happened at the end of Call of Duty: Modern Warfare Two. Yeah, it'd be nice yeah. to to change it up a bit, but yeah, as you say, it's annoying that final section. Yeah, the the we're not going to mention it again spoilers, but uh, it just it kills the pace uh, in an unfortunate way. But it, it should not take away from the fact that the first hours of that game were just mm, brilliant, very yeah. text chainsaw in all the right ways and uh it just yeah just mental It's absolutely mental and just i i'm kind of glad that was so wrong about many of the theories i had about it but also kind of disappointed because the explanations were very simple you know for what was actually in the game but yeah it was still not so just taking a different route but also being very resident evil and I, yeah. I was very pleased with that. Again, another one of those games for me where it's like, it didn't make my top 10, but I really, and really liked it. And easily the best resident evil I played in a few years. That isn't like ports. So, yeah, yeah, exactly.
6: Um,
5: yeah. um and yeah. the, it's worth yeah. mentioning, sorry, the, uh, DLC was actually pretty good. Now all of it's out now. That was, um, that was quite good. Obviously it's, um, um, I mean, not a hero is like pretty action based and, um, and, the zoe is just is i don't know has anyone played in the zoe the dlc yet no no i've heard uh, you know the rumblings about it but uh... yeah that's just it's insane it's just hilariously stupid but also pretty cool as well It's yeah yeah you uh <laughs> just play it trust me it's just it's different put it that way it's different <laughs> to all the others in the sense of what weapons you're using and who you're playing as um it's it's quite fun
0: <laughs> yeah i think yeah. I, I will definitely go back to that game when um I've got PSVR I think, so I want to try that on VR because I've heard so many good things about it in that yeah. regard. It'd be a crime not to try it.
5: Yeah, definitely.
1: Definitely.
0: Cool. Yeah. Excellent. Anyone else got anything to pitch in on Rizzy Seven?
1: It's a lot easier in VR. Is
0: it? Oh yeah, no, well, there you go. We have a someone who's played it in VR. Uh, that's a uh, tell us. Tell oh, us yeah, more uh,
1: Um well you mostly do the aiming with your head.
0: Yeah. Which
1: so. Didn't make it easy. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like playing on the hardest difficulty, it's night and day. It's like playing on easy, essentially. Um, so easy to hit those uh, weak points and the headshots. You just slightly tilt your head and you're good to go. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: I suppose that means, though, you can keep the difficulty ramped up a bit and make it a bit more dangerous
1: still. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. you'll probably die in one or two hits, but it's still a lot easier. <laughs> resources are pretty shitty too. The only problem is when you don't have resources and you're like trying to run past an enemy oh. or run around, like you're just naturally moving your head, <laughs> and bad oh, shit when happens to you. Oh man! Yeah, that, that that's kind like of like the worst is because like you can control your movements like with your head, right? But you also want to use the right analog stick as well, simply because you don't want to... The the headset, the the wires on the headset really get in the way of that game, especially when you're like, okay, I'm moving, and I want to turn around and go the other way. And now I just wrap the whole wire around my body, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, at
0: the wrong moment could scare the absolute shit out of you.
1: Yeah, yeah. Easily, so in a way, you constantly use the right analog stick, but you just use your head to aim. But you don't want to use both at the same time because then you'll just kill yourself uh, <laughs> and throw up right away.
0: <laughs> Man, yeah, that doesn't doesn't sound as pleasant as I hoped in that regard. But yeah, yeah, but yeah fair enough. Um, anything else to say on it, or just that?
1: No, I'm, I, I liked Resident Evil 7. I Like I've said before, I don't think it should have been a core title in the franchise. I think it should have been like a side story title. Um, simply because the story really didn't do much of anything on the overall lore, I guess you can say, of
0: Resident Evil. Yeah, I think um, the, the tricky part there is that they were trying to reboot and
1: take it yeah, in a new direction. Yeah.
0: Which... Yeah. And, and, let's be they, fair they failed in a way because of how they ended it so
1: yeah and they just left yeah. so many unanswered questions that i was hoping the dlc would answer like why is umbrella the good guys now um like and you you get somewhat of those answers in the not a hero dlc but they're just such shitty answers that I, you yeah. don't understand, yeah how. That
0: is- <laughs> I, I read that and i was immediately disappointed i was like that's it that's your excuse that that just kills all the drama at that ending Uh, it's just like
1: yeah and it's like how like in reality nobody would allow that to happen (laughs) after (laughs) what happened (laughs) um but yeah no it, it was still a fun game but like like mike said like resident evil in my opinion has always been built on its fantastic enemies um and that just didn't really exist here outside of the Bakers, which I get. They try to recreate the idea of being followed by one person the entire time, like Nemesis did. I mean, they tried to do it in in six, um, and in my opinion, it failed miserably in six. I um,
0: a lot of things, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: And they tried it again, and like uh, like to to me, uh, out of all the characters in six, uh. The, the father, I always forget his name. um Jack. No, yeah. A, no, so yeah. what's the father's name? In what, sorry? It's Jack
0: Baker, isn't it? Or,
1: what, or what, right? what game are you talking about? Resident Evil 7, the dad. Oh, That's Jack. Jason. Yeah, Jack, Baker. yeah Jack
0: Yeah, sorry. My mind went blank there for a second. I, was like,
1: I, is I Jack, isn't
5: it? Res- I thought I heard someone say in Resident Evil 6. I was like, what father's in Resident Evil 6? <laughs> we're, we're not going
0: to
1: spend talk- that much time talking about Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he he was definitely the strongest of all the characters in that game. Um, I, I don't
0: know. I, I Marguerite Singh was just so batshit. I was just, I, like, I love this woman. She's but it like... was, but it was so short. Yeah, compared... I mean that that was the regret of it. But Christ, yeah, what yeah. a mouth! What a mouth on that woman. Lucas was, <laughs> Lucas was just a dick.
5: Yeah, <laughs> he was an annoying prick. I hated him. <laughs> yeah,
1: but Jack was great. Jack was yeah, Jack
5: was awesome. Jack was great.
1: And yeah, I wish there was more of of Jack.
0: Honestly.
1: Yeah, understandable.
0: Cool. So I think we move on. Ben, did you have another one?
4: I'm gonna go with South Park: A Fractured Butthole.
0: Yeah, this is uh, it again. Seems to have passed a lot of people by actually this year. I've noticed. So yeah, but um, yeah. Tell us why do you enjoyed the South Park's butthole? <laughs>
4: Well, I really enjoyed the first game, and the sequel seems to take everything that the first game had and improve a lot of it. It's, they, I can see why they delayed it so much. they done so, so, so; it was so much so up to date for the current seasons, and the humor was on point, in my opinion. If you're a fan of the South Park series,
0: so, do again, you prefer it for over the first game?
4: Uh, yeah, I prefer the combat so much better because um, you've got more. It's like a mix of XCOM and turn-based. Well, there's a mix of XCOM and, like, One of those Old Style RPGs, should we say. Yeah. Because you can move your characters yeah. forward and, you know, strategically play. It's one of those, you know, strategic RPGs.
0: I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, so. But, um, yeah, I just wonder because, obviously, the first game yeah. was very fantasy-based. This is more comic book-based. Yeah. I was like, oh, it surprised me that you enjoyed it more, if that's the case. But... Uh, well, it's, it's, it's the just, combat that helped just, me improve yeah. it you
4: know, I prefer the setting of the first one but with the, the combat changes I like this one because you don't just when you get you don't just sit there mindlessly pressing X after a while because you know you always have to work out the tactics because certain enemies will do AOEs and they'll take their turn put the markers on the floor and then you've got to move your characters around to attack but not be hit if you're not going to kill them
0: yeah. So and use
4: like, yeah, you the know, environment to your advantage. Including certain boss fights where you have to use the environment to beat them. I'm not gonna say which because you know, it's still spoilers, but
0: Yeah, understandable.
4: Yeah. Cool. Uh the music was on point. The only thing I disliked was the summoning system. I mm-hmm. don't like games where it forces me to only have a certain amount of items in the game. Especially when it's something as cool as that, where you're not going to get many of them. You know, you get like I think most ten of each from brightly, yeah, and that's it. Uh, invent-
1: inventory cra- caps are the worst thing ever.
4: Well, not not just inventory cap. There's crafting system, but there's only enough items in the game to craft ten.
1: Oh, that's do to- do. So that's,
4: yeah. it's not the limit. yeah. I don't mind having a cap of so many, and then I can craft some more. I don't mind that because I have to go talk to Morgan Freeman to craft, so that's fine. <laughs> but it's when you limit me to how many I can have per game that's when I get. Uh, yes, they're really overpowered, so that's it's a balancing thing. But at the same time, yeah, I want if I want the fun of using. I yeah, I've got all these items, and my brain with an RPG is oh, I could use it now. But what if the next boss is really hard and I'll need it for then? Oh no, I'll hold it for now. Okay, and then the next boss. Oh, but what if the next boss is even harder? Oh yeah, I better save it just in case. Next boss. Oh, this boss is even harder than the last boss. I'm struggling. Yeah, but if you're struggling on this boss, then the next boss will be even harder. Oh yeah, good point. Final boss of the game. Okay, I guess I'll use them now. <laughs> but what if there's a secret boss good point
0: (laughs) Uh, so the question is did anyone else get around to playing it
5: um, no no, there you go
0: (laughs) yeah so I think again one of those games that there's so much out I think it just got like lost a bit in in the shuffle which is fair enough which is... But rare, though. You know, it's something Ben's played and everyone else is not. It's just like, there isn't Final Fantasy. It's not bad. Not bad, Ben. Hey, hey,
4: my, hey. Tim and Gary have played Final Fantasy fourteen.
0: That's true. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, we'll move on, then. Um, Alfonso. Second pick. I'm...
3: Uncharted, The Lost Legacy.
0: Yeah. I did suspect this was coming up.
3: Tell me, why? I was sad how Uncharted 4 ended. Yes, it, it ended great, great, but that that means we ain't getting no Uncharted no time soon. Then Naughty comes out of nowhere doing a standalone game with two characters from um, Uncharted 2 and 3 and Uncharted 4, Nadine and... And Chloe. And, and they've they done it right. It's brilliant. I, I love the scenery in India and all the, the monuments and the statues and all the artifacts that they collect. Um, I love their story, how they each have their own personal demons, but they're there together to help each other out and continue on finding the treasures they need to find. Um, it felt weird playing with Chloe as the main protagonist because you know it's always Nathan and yes he was mentioned and referenced but it's I feel like she still own it in her own way because it's not focused on Nathan even though he was mentioned like this is me and my story and I'm gonna do this because they had mentioned it that yeah they worked together and he did help but He's not here. This is me. I don't need him to help me, et cetera. Et cetera. Yeah. The only thing I didn't like about the story is the whole AI situation. When I needed Nadine, she didn't help. But then, when I don't need her, she's coming to my aid. But other than that, it, it was brilliant, and I loved it from beginning
0: to end. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I agree. I think, thankfully, there was we didn't know enough about Chloe in the main series that you know we got to this and like well we know most about you anyway so what's the point uh, but you know we learned a whole lot and it was cool to learn and i don't know her character fits what nathan drake does normally better somehow because she's not really shown this aversion to being a bit of a bastard you know so you know, about things and killing people to get what she wants and whereas it doesn't kind of fit drake nathan drake in the same way so yeah it was it it she slipped into it quite naturally in that regard um there's a lot of it's a a very best of feel about some of the uh, set pieces which were fine uh, they did them better in some cases i mean the the finale is just like probably the best finale at the entire series just because the rest are so... yeah. yeah I, I mean, I've often decried uh, the, the first three Uncharted games for the hocus-pocus bullshit at the end of each game. And 4 didn't do much better by having shit Pirates of the Caribbean to end it. So mm-hmm. this was... Yeah, though it borrowed heavily from one of the best set pieces in, in Uncharted it was still its own thing and it was still an exciting end and set up the future really well, I think, which is a uh, good, and again, Nadine, he did so much well with her as well. You know, she was a secondary villain that didn't really get fleshed out much in, in Uncharted four. And yeah, they made it interesting. And I think the argument comes into, you know, we won't spoil this, but you know who they add in later, um, mm-hmm. It is unnecessary in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it adds sort of resolution to some story threads from *Uncharted 4*, so it's fine. And I, I wouldn't mind if that was the uh, the setup going forward. You know, just having those guys uh, all together to do a new set of mysteries and change things. But the setting, again, the whole Indian setting is just mm, lovely. There's some great stuff in there. And the puzzles just feel like, again, classic. It's more like a classic Uncharted than Uncharted 4 was. It's like the best of both worlds. There's a bit of that Uncharted 4 in it, especially at the beginning. But then beyond that, it starts going, railroading itself back into like his set piece moments, his come down this area, do this, like that. And it's fine because it works because it keeps the pace up and it's shorter. So again, the pace doesn't feel like they're dragging anything out and it doesn't, Feel like adding stuff for the sake of it, it's perfect in a way, and in, in how long it runs for, I feel so. Yeah, it's just it's odd, but it's almost like the best Uncharted game in a way, personally. I, d- I don't know how you feel on that one, but it's 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 how I felt coming out of it.
3: Um, in terms of order, I would have to play two first, then four, then Lost Legacy, then three, then one.
0: Hmm yeah understandable um yeah it's a yeah i mean it's just very very good and like i said i I would welcome that being where they go going forward i mean maybe a few years before we see it but still it'd be it'd be nice um anyone else played uh the lost legacy I got it for Christmas. I haven't played it yet, <laughs> ah. <laughs> so it's on
5: my shelf, and I'm looking forward to playing it. <laughs> how, how do you rate the box?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, brilliant so far. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Lots of colors and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I and you, I played it. Um, yeah I liked it, but I didn't love it. Um, I agree for the most part with what you guys said. My the things I don't agree with are I just don't think Nadine is an interesting character. Um, I think it takes a while for her to get anything interesting
0: going because they start from zero. But yeah, they, it, yeah, it's a hard sell. At least I'll say that much.
1: Yeah, like, I just didn't feel the banter between the two as strong or entertaining as if you could put any of the other characters in with Chloe instead. And again, it's probably because she's new, so we don't really know her at all. But even then, when they introduced Cutter, Cutter was way more interesting right off the bat. But you know, for me, like the character you guys that they introduced later on, I thought was a necessity um, because I think that character added a lot more dynamic between not just Chloe and Nadine, but it added a whole big thing between the three of them, um, which it, it kind of goes with where they were going with the story of how Nadine hates Nathan Drake and how she just doesn't understand how you can like him and the fact that she tried to kill him and her and his brother. I think it uh, it, it adds a lot of stuff that I think it definitely needed story wise, especially with her characterization.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that much. I, it's just that nagging feeling about it just being there because they were scared to just completely disconnect, you know. It just, yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah, um, I, I enjoyed. It. I thought the the visuals were stunning, absolutely stunning. Um, the I, it's uh, one of those things where I, I loved the Madagascar section from Uncharted Four. But they essentially just redid it in in this game. But they redid it as the whole area. Well, not the whole area, but pretty much like seventy percent of the game takes place in. Yeah, this I mean that that giant area. Yeah, that first big chunk is like that is like Uncharted Four,
0: and then beyond that, it sort of goes back to earlier Uncharted and the way it's set up. I'd say.
1: Yeah. Which is what I loved about Uncharted. I loved the linearity. I loved the 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 more story set pieces. I love that stuff, and I felt like for seventy percent of it, I didn't get that, um, but it was still fun.
0: Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think if there had been more of the what came later, and they they cut down the whole big bit at the beginning, then I think yeah, I, it would have been no contest the best Uncharted I played. But, but yeah it was it was like, a bit
1: like you talked about the length of the game i <laughs> um i i want my uncharted games to be long i actually never want this franchise to end because it's one of my favorite franchises and it's just, it's just so easy to get into as a franchise i think it, it really is and i think it's just because of the writing and the characters that mm. make it so damn damn good like if they say made that game with war croft i don't think it'd be as interesting like no. even if it was exactly the same, but Laura Croft instead you of Nathan Laura Drake. Laura Croft. I did say Laura. <laughs> oh, sorry. I can't get
5: used to the Americans' way. Laura. Laura Croft. Laura.
1: I'm sorry. Laura. Laura.
0: <laughs> Laura. 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 Sorry, Gary. I was just being it. I just wanted. It's the first time Mike's been here when you said it, I think you you've been getting away with it until then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you guys could have corrected me, I'm sorry. Well we we don't care as much as Mike does. So Mike- well, I, I'm American, I don't care how anybody else pronounces things but me. <laughs>
6: <laughs> I kid, I
1: kid. No, but but yeah, I I just want them to continue on forever. Like I know a lot of people think oh it's getting stale and all that. It is, but I don't give a shit because I love it. It
4: can't get like, stale until we get uncarted.
1: Like I, I totally want Sony and Naughty Dog to just turn this into Skyrim and just release it over and over and over and over again.
5: <laughs> no, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big Uncharted fan, um, Gary. I, yeah, I have to admit, c- c- certain series, I'd be happy if they kept doing them, kind of thing, as long as they like make it exciting because I, I loved Uncharted Four. I'm sure I love this one, and I just, yeah, I can't see them just, so just doing the I can't see them. Stopping Uncharted because it makes too much money for them. It's a really successful series. I mean, yeah, Uncharted I just, 4. I just,
0: yeah. I just think they'll give it the time. That's yeah. The thing. They'll, they'll yeah. treat it like right. Rockstar treats their franchises and just say, yeah. well, it's like what's the point in rushing it? You know, it's like, yeah. we've got other things coming to.
5: Yeah. I mean, um, Naughty, it's weird because Naughty Dog, first I was like, no, we won't make another one. And they did The Lost Legacy, turned it from DLC to a full game. I and mean, they're saying, oh, actually, you know, we haven't ruled out another one. It just probably won't be with Drake. So it's like... And I'm know. fine
1: with that. They have plenty yeah. of characters they can use. Yeah. Plenty. So I'm
5: pretty sure they could, they, they could very well make another one in five years' time. Who knows? Or...
0: Like I said, and they've set it up nicely that I wouldn't mind if they carried on from Lost Legacy with that set of people. Mm. It's just... It would be fine. I, w- I wouldn't I would miss Sully. wouldn't miss Nate. It would be... Just oh, as I,
1: I would miss Sully. Sully was grand. Uh,
0: what? So you can <laughs> die again, but not die again? That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, that is literally Sully's use in the plot ever. It's just like, I'm going to be killed, but not really. And smoking cigars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it.
1: As, as far as Sony continuing it, because it's so hugely successful, I wouldn't count on it too much because they've canceled a lot of franchises that were incredibly successful in the past. And yeah, most recently. Part. Even God of War, like if you read the interview with Corey Barrog, Sony didn't want to do a New God of War. He had to convince them to do a oh, New God wow. of War. Yeah. wow! That's mental yeah, mental
5: wise God of War, really?
1: I, I can understand
0: yeah. because Ascension just tanked by, by fair you know, criticism and oh, yeah. as, a, as a game, I think it just they felt
5: like it had lost. What it, it didn't needed. advance anything, though, did it? It was a pre, it was a, a prequel, wasn't it?
1: Yes, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. I it think not
5: yeah. player into it and everything, so...
0: I think without changing it, it would have um, ended up being on the same tier as, say, your Ratchet and Clank's and everybody's golf to Sony, where it's like, yeah, we'll keep making these games, but the budget will be lower. We will not promote it the same way. It's just like, whereas with the change in direction and whatever they're doing, obviously was enough to make Sony convinced that it will work. Yeah, true. And Noi no, Dog got the benefit yeah. of they have a second franchise to, to rely on. Uh, they, that's something if, they've been very smart with. Yeah, go
6: on. If Sorry, Naughty
3: Dog decided to end Uncharted, it, it wouldn't hurt them because every new IP that they brought out, it always been a success. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Mm. Right. yeah that's
1: that's true. Their, their, their name carries whatever game they're making. If people know Naughty Dog is making a game, they already know it's going to be good. It's the same like if Hideo Kojima is making a game, people are going to be super excited because his name is behind it.
5: The name sells. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think it helps with
0: Uncharted that it is the most consistent series they put out to date. You know, it's like, Crash Bandicoot was you know, up and down whatever you want to say about it um, Jack and Daxter there was a good one and then there was the rest um, this is yeah it's just been pretty good even Uncharted 3 which you know is unpopular with a lot of people it still has good stuff you know it still has moments I don't think it's a bad game at all really but um, yeah. yeah so they've done well I mean Christ even the spin off on PS Vita was, was good uh, it wasn't a great story, but it was. It I was,
1: think it had some of the best banter between Drake and Sully. Yeah, Golden the That part when they're on the river and they're talking about the hooker in church. Oh
6: yeah,
1: I was dying. <laughs> <laughs> so I, have,
5: I use that a hell of a lot when I'm in the gym. Like a <laughs> hooker in church. Of course, nobody, follow, nobody follows up and says, "You want a hooker in church?" And I, can, so I can't go right up. They just look. At me. <laughs>
0: are you smoking a cigar you it? that's the question unfortunately not <laughs> no, try, try that next time see what happens all right <laughs> uh, well you can try it in the offices now can't you see if it works there uh... yep true <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how well it'll go down but still you can say it. <laughs> cool um yeah so good old time like i said um Naughty Dog have that benefit of another franchise, as so they seem to do well. They know when they've got to move on, um, in a lot of ways. But they're obviously in a position where they were able to sort of overlap with the last couple. Um, make or break, they're probably with Last of Us too. Yes, you know, if, if things go wrong with that, might unsteady the ship somewhat. But uh, yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Right, um, Gary. Is your next choice?
1: Um let's see, I could use one game, but I think Tim will use it instead. Um so. actually wait, sorry, before you crack um before you
5: get onto your one, I've I probably should dash now guys, because okay. i have to start in the morning. I hate to uh um, No that's, no that's
0: fine. So <laughs> sorry, we're gonna have to do this mid podcast.
5: Mike? Oh, I do sorry.
0: Yeah. Um <laughs> It has been an absolute pleasure uh, working with you the last few years. I have to say, um, it's uh, thank you very much, Neil. Uh, yeah, and uh, just seeing the output you had, considering the situations you were put in and things that going on around you, you, you just kept solid and steady, no matter what happened. And you've been a genuinely nice bloke to have around. And we are entirely going to miss you, having you at PSU.
5: Thank you very much, Neil. That's very kind of you to say. Yeah, you've you've um you're a top bloke, man. And all of you guys, it's been. I mean, I probably I could probably speak for hours on this, but yeah, it's this place has just been amazing. I mean, obviously it's been shitty in places and everything, and with pay or or, or certain or, or whatever things. But it's it's been a great, the team has just been great and the work has been great. And I'm definitely going to miss working with all you guys, definitely. But I'm not, obviously, I'm not going to stop keeping in touch. You guys got me on Facebook. I think pretty much every one of you have got me on Facebook. If you haven't, add me. And I'll still be keeping in touch with, um, you know, through any other method I can. So, you know, I'm not really going to go, I'm not going to disappear. It's not like that's the last you're going to hear from yeah it's it's come to the end it is an end of an era but you never know um if it you know if it goes tits up i might be back
1: <laughs> 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 no uh, uh, mike i did want to say some stuff too um yeah i was gonna say everyone everyone can
0: have a second
1: sorry uh, yeah sorry go
0: prepared, for so.
1: no uh, i was gonna say um i i i joined the site what was it like almost two years ago now more than now um yeah, it's probably been three. I, I never keep count of anniversary dates or anything, but um, spells bad stuff if I have a future life. But <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I joined the site, quite honestly, because I loved your work so much, Oh, right. especially when it came to your reviews. Uh, when I re- read your review for Resident Evil 6, um, I bought the game. I actually wasn't planning to buy the game right off the bat. Um, after I read your review, I bought the game and then I listened to you talk about it on the podcast. This is actually, when I actually became a fan of PSU, um, as well, when I just randomly found the site searching for Resident Evil six reviews, um, and listening to you talk about how much you love Resident Evil and games like Silent Hill. And I was like, man, he loves all the stuff that I like. (laughs) Um, it's awesome. And the way you talked about it was like you love Resident Evil, but you hated Resident Evil 6. And I remember you gave it, I think, like an 8 out of 10. I did. It was an (laughs) 8-5, I think. 8-5, yeah. (laughs) And I was like, how can he give us such a high score if he hated the game as a Resident Evil fan? And it's because you said that, well, uh, that's the way that I took it, is you reviewed the game on an unbiased level of what the game was rather than as a fan
5: exactly. of the I, franchise. Exactly, as of the objective, yeah. I reviewed it as yeah. a game, taking Resident Evil out of the equation, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's a bad Resident Evil game, but it was a it's a fun enough game. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was like, yeah. damn, that must be so hard, because I've never written reviews. I don't know how, it, how it's like. And I'm like, man, it must have been so hard to love a franchise and watch it go into the shitter but still have to review a game based on what it is and you know then i started following psu on facebook and all that and i saw i guess it was steven who put up that they're looking for new writers so i was like what the hell i don't care i'll try it and he was super nice he he brought me on the site i wanted to be part of the podcast right away just so i can talk with you actually (laughs) about resident (laughs) evil great Um, and when i got my first review it was batman arkham origins and the only reason i got it was because we never got a review code for it and i was the only one who bought the game at the site um so uh, that was my first review and i wrote it and it was like seven pages long it was terrible (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't even talk about the multiplayer I completely forgot the multiplayer and Kyle had to go in and heavily edit it but I I went into that review with your mindset of I'm a massive Batman fan but Arkham Origins didn't satisfy me as much as Arkham City and Arkham Asylum did and I had to be super objective about it and I think I gave that game an 8 which I think is still a good score yeah um, but every review from then on that I ever did, I took your mindset into it. And oh, nice. <laughs> every review I do is, I, as much as I'm a fan of something, I have to review it objectively for what it is. Um, is. It doesn't matter how much I love it. Um, so I want to thank you for that because oh, your sorry. style of writing is what I base my writing on.
5: Oh well, cheers, mate. That's very that's, um, <laughs> that's a very that's a very nice thing to say. Cheers. I'm um, very <laughs> wow. That's very very that's cool to you, man. I'm just I'm glad I could inspire you in that way.
1: Yeah, and seriously, I really want to thank you for that. And no problem. <laughs> I've, I've been here since then, just chugging away.
6: <laughs> yeah.
1: And hey, since you're not going to be on the site for RE Remake 2, if anybody else can't do it, and I somehow end up doing it. I'm totally gonna put your name somewhere in that review. i like reviewed by Mike Heritans, <laughs> aka. Uh, I,
5: I will look forward I will look forward to reading that review for sure. Especially if you
1: do it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but for sure, um I'm happy for you. You're finally gonna get to, you know, expand your horizons. Um obviously I'm gonna miss you, everybody's gonna miss you. Um but sometimes you really got to do what you got to do. And it's honestly, just, I hope, really hope the best for you. I hope one day, Hey, maybe video gamer will send you out to E3 one day and I'll meet you there. Oh, um, that'd be
5: great. Yeah. <laughs> I never got to go to E3 with PSU crazy. 10 years I've worked here and I never got to go to E3 with PSU. That's a, yeah, that's, that's a, a regret that is, but yeah, um, at one point I will.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, I do hope the best for you, man. I really do. And Cheers, I hope, man. I hope you're at the highest level five, 10 years, however long it takes. You're the number one writer in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, buddy. Thanks. Michael Herodin's executive. of IGN or something. I don't oh, yeah, know. Like, oh, <laughs> like,
0: you don't want to do that. Cause then he has to take his heel turn and turn into a Colin Moriarty or something. You know, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? A massive yeah. site. Yeah, yeah. You're the editor in chief of whatever. And we all get to be happy for you. So thanks again, man. I, Cheers,
5: thanks a lot, buddy. No problem.
1: Sorry if that took too long. No. <laughs> from the heart,
0: man. That's from the heart. Yeah. Um, let's go around. Um, Alfonso, what do you want to say to Mike? <laughs>
3: when I first started getting to PSU, and I used to promote y'all like crazy, and i write all these emails, the two things I used to remember from Mike is, here's the email. From my favorite number one super fan Alfonso Boxer <laughs> or he's like "Hey, we really need to get Alfonso on the podcast because of all the promotions and all the support he has given behind the site yeah. it, it's, 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 it's weird it's weird hearing you leave and I'm getting choked up with this because you, you're one of the best writers that I've seen on PSU I love reading reviews
5: Oh, cheers,
3: mate! And um, when 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 listen, also listening to the podcast, and they used to joke about your size, like in terms of how, how big you were, I was like, "They must be joking! It can't be like they must be lying about this because he can't be that big." And then I finally, <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Facebook, I was like, wow, this dude is really massive. <laughs> like, this dude is actually massive, like big. <laughs> but all jokes aside, um. I wish you all the best in your in your new you know, your new passion. And um you truly will be missed. Is it's not gonna be easy real um, now now knowing that you won't be writing reviews for PSN no more. But I um while hearing about this when, when they promo um when PSU said it on Twitter, I went back to reread some of my favorite reviews from you. I can't put none on the back of my head right now, but I'm gonna go back and try to find most of your reviews and reread them over because you really write wrote good reviews and I enjoy reading them. But again, um, is, I just want to wish you the best. I just want to wish you the best in your new passion. And when it comes to the gym, now listen to this: when it comes <laughs> to the gym, you have to calm down because I don't think they'll be so lenient like we were, were to you. So you can't overdo it. But um, <laughs> best of luck, best of luck, Mike, and yeah, you. We love you. I love you. We all love you
5: lot. thanks, buddy. Uh-huh. Cheers, and uh, on, you're on Facebook, man. So keep in touch.
0: <clears throat> of
5: course,
3: of course, of course.
0: Yeah. Um, Tim.
2: It was all those years ago, Mike, when I was kind of in a similar state where Gary was, and the PS4 just the PS3, excuse me. Looking at my errors all incorrectly right yeah. you now, a little misty. But I looked at. I was looking around for. Reviews, content coverage, anything for Metal Gear Solid 4. And because obviously, you know, that franchise is just. Mm. But I was looking for content and I came across PSU and read your review. I read it probably a good 20 times wow. in the what? first week that I found it. Yeah. I just so obsessed with the game and I didn't even know your name. I, it wasn't even an, until like years later, after I'd been on the site for a little while, that I realized you had been the one that I'd been reading all those times. Um, But it was that review that got me obsessed with wanting to be a part of BSU. And I remember reaching out for years trying to get on the site, and I never heard responses. And it was that... What was that? Um, It was right around, just before uh, Uncharted 3 was coming out, they... You guys had a... Ah, Writer's Army, wasn't it? Yeah, Writer's Army, you called it. In the forums, yeah. Yeah. And I put together that piece on Uncharted 3's multiplayer beta. And I wasn't expecting such a fanfare from you guys, from you and Adam. Yeah. But it was because of that fanfare from both you and Adam that really kept me going. Really, really just stuck home the fact that I had landed this dream job. And for years it was, you know, I, I heard all these stories about you and Adam being the the meat and potatoes of PSU, just you know, long nights, long <laughs> days, long hours. Yeah, but back- the long days was just my imagery, but um but yeah, like you guys were doing something like fifteen reviews a week on top of like twenty posts a Damn. day. Yeah that was that was a skeleton crew back in those days. Yeah this
5: is before Steven even took over.
2: But uh I mean going through all that I I was even going through college and dealing with full-time work and I still wanted to be on that same par because I knew you both had your own crazy schedules. And it really just kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me and now we're in a situation where I'm no longer the newbie, I'm actually one of the more senior position holders here at PSU and it's a little daunting and a bit crushing to know that I could never fill your spot. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't think they know what kind of a gift they have over there in getting you. And oh, cheers, Mike. <laughs> it's, they're very lucky, uh, you're very lucky. To get a new face and new environment, it'll help freshen things up for you mm. um, you deserve everything you get man
5: well, thanks very much dude cheers buddy i appreciate that
2: <laughs> and i guess i would leave that notion with saying that of all the wonderful references i've ever had in my life i don't ever want to say this out of any other context did he die
5: <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Patriot, <laughs> a patriot quote, yes. Yeah. Did he
2: die? <laughs> <laughs> you mean a Stupid little
3: boy.
5: <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's great. The patriot, yes. That's that will always be a favorite quote that we always used to do. Yeah. Quoting Jason Ozax. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think that first popped up in one of the first podcasts I did with you and Don.
5: Yeah, it did. Oh, God, we talked God. about
2: the Patriot, and then we just made references for like 20
5: minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, it is, buddy. It's uh, well, That leaves Mister Schillerberg. Yeah, all. that leaves me. It has to be, doesn't yeah. it?
4: <laughs> I want to say. Oh, okay,
0: go ahead. Go yeah. Go ahead. I I say, your your time, mate.
4: I want to say thank you so much for everything you've done for me, Mike. Oh, you, I, don't think I'd still be on the site now if it wasn't for you at the start. You really helped me expand as a writer and as a content creator. I started off on Derailed and I always enjoyed the podcast with you and Don, no matter what time we ended up starting it or whatever day Don turned up.
5: <laughs> yes, yeah, <laughs> which is usually late. <laughs>
4: yeah, uh, but, And I'm so happy that I got to do Unchained with you. When, you know, we start rebooted the podcast and yeah. I'm thankful that we got to keep doing it. Oh, look, yeah, we're on episode 198.
5: Yeah, and you're like, and you've like taken the reins and stuff. Obviously, alongside <laughs> Neil, man. So yeah, you've, um, you know, we started it together, and then I sort of gradually took a backseat, and you come up front, and you're like the main guy along with yeah. Neil now. So yeah, you come, you've, um, yeah, it's been pretty cool how you like started out. You know, as, you know, coming on it sort of as a regular, uh, you know, sort of a quite a popular guy. Now you come to the front of it. Now you're running the thing. <laughs> so I'm
4: so thankful for every opportunity you've given me. And I wish you I'm the sorry. best of luck for every opportunity that life throws at you. Cheers,
5: mate. Good luck for your Thanks.
4: new job, man.
5: Thanks a lot, man. Cheers. And it's good also, I can say this as well, which is a shame I can't say it for all of you. But I'm, I've actually got to meet Ben yeah. twice, which has been really cool. Um, at the hotel. Yeah, the hotel. Yeah. yeah, I had to share a hotel with Ben, which is an awesome experience. I recommend. Yeah, it. you
1: did. <laughs> I'm so jealous right now. Was there a shower scene? Uh, don't leave there was, to
6: technically.
4: Technically, remember we went into the shower. Technically. Oh, yeah, yeah, we, we did,
5: but not in the way. No,
4: no, 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 we'll leave it to our imaginations, Mike. We'll just
5: leave yeah. It. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Ben was doing. Ben was the um life soul of that party though he was dancing to the music there he was like getting photos with bunny, um, playboy bunny girls
6: <laughs>
5: yeah he was like come on mike what are you doing standing there i was like all right all right <laughs> <laughs>
6: oh
5: yeah that was great now that was um what was the other time what was it it was the uh, hotel what was the other time where uh, i met Tech you
4: Mokowi, where we got to meet the guy oh who yes. yeah England we did the, the first time
5: yeah, that was my first and still only interview to date. That was, yeah. And no, ben, was ben helped through that a lot because I was crapping myself, yeah. And don't
4: worry, I was secretly doing it as well.
5: Oh, that's all right. <laughs>
4: yeah, it was because Chin was there that I was able to keep a brave face.
5: Yeah, oh God, <laughs> good old Chin, yeah. What's up right, to him? To,
4: he's, he he's, does the fitness stuff now.
5: Oh, wow, nice.
4: Yeah, he offered to meet me down <laughs> in London again soon, so I might go down and visit him.
5: Well, say hi from me, yeah? Yeah, we will do. Cheers. Um, but yeah, there's seriously no problem, Ben. I mean, it's been. Um, I'm glad that you've been happy doing what you've been doing on PSU. I hope you stick around Thank as well you. as everyone else as well. I mean, yeah, um, yeah. It's it's been great. It's been a great ten years here. I mean, I, there's a lot. Obviously, there's loads of people I've worked with in my initial few years who aren't. You know, I am actually. I don't think. I think oh, certainly the current stuff. Actually, know that I left. I still need to go back and tell Adam Dolge, the original editor, and the guys that I had when I first joined. My first editors, Eric Blackberg, who was there a lot and stuff, and uh, even Seb. I'm not sure if Seb Is the guy who made PSU, but yeah. But obviously, you guys. I think the team we've had. I think the team that we've got, like we've had for these last few years with you guys, has been the strongest by far, definitely. And it's been we we. I think we've all got along really well, and um, it's um, you know I really um, like I said it was um, part. You know, I sometimes wonder if I did the right thing by leaving, but I don't really think. I, I just think it was the right thing to do at yeah. the time, just the opportunities that came up and the way things were. But I hope for that, um, you know. I can, um, you know, like I said, I will absolutely stay in touch. And it's been, I've, you know, I'm absolutely going to miss you guys. I will, and the site as well, because I'm still, you know, I'm still. I don't think I've actually realised that I've actually, I'm not with PSU anymore, and I actually have to not have Slack access and not have my email <laughs> stuff. Not worry, Glenn just- still has access to Hangouts somehow. Yeah, how how is that work?
7: <laughs> <laughs> Word up, Mike. Word up, Mike. Stephen? How, are how, are you,
5: doing? how are you doing? Uh, oh, Steve. Yeah,
7: I, I just wanted to interrupt this broadcast. Um I've pulled I've pulled myself away from um Assassin's Creed Origins. Oh, great. Which, which, which <laughs> only started a couple of days ago and uh, I didn't want to miss coming in and, and sort of saying my goodbyes and
5: Yeah, so uh, I was just you know. I was just saying, Steve, that we should um I was disappointed I never got to chat to you properly before I left because I was literally literally just going, leaving the pod. This is like the middle of the podcast. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Sorry. Um, yeah, far away. Well, I mean,
7: like for, <laughs> for services to PlayStation, like being a real flag waver for the PlayStation brand, um, Sony should give you a knighthood, really. I mean, like, <laughs> ten, ten years of positive PlayStation coverage, or it's probably more than ten years, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, well, I found out I'm, a, I'm at six
4: years now. Jeez,
7: I mean, and, and, and Mike, like you've just been so hardworking, fiercely loyal to PSU. You, you've had opportunities to go elsewhere in the past, and you've turned it down. I have, um, yeah, I have. and you've wanted you wanted to stay with us, and like we've. I mean, I know I've I've personally spurred you on to go and try something new, and like, I'm really happy that you're doing it. You know. Took um,
5: you a while. To, took you a while to finally crack it, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't
7: trying to get rid of you. I'd like, be very happy for you to stay. Yeah. And I, you, know, you know, you've know, you been a good friend to us all. And uh, the, the stuff you've done for PSU above and beyond, you know, what you've been paid and uh, what, what you needed to do has been like, immense. Uh, it's just going to be strange, life without you being around. Uh, you have to find somebody who understands... The Resident Evil series, um as much as you we do.
5: <laughs> well, I do know someone actually. I'm sharing me off of office with um, who, who's a big Resident Evil fan. So, <laughs> That's um, the new the
7: buddies, new buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you definitely can't be replaced. Um, you know what I want to know was what's like been your uh, your highlight or highlights? Like, what are you going to remember most about PSU? Oh like,
5: my god. Um... Well, I try and make this as concise and quick as I can. Um, I'd say, in terms of the early, the uh, I'd say Metal Gear, so- my Metal Gear Solid Four review would have Apart, to be- from,
7: apart from having days off playing Destiny with me. <laughs> oh yeah, apart from
5: that. Oh, not, <laughs> not too really fun. Yeah, no, yeah, Actually, no, no kidding. The Destiny stuff, I, I, that was great fun. And apart from that, I mean, uh, the Metal Gear Solid Four review, not just because Tim's here, but that was, um, that was like my first. That was a big exclusive review, a really major breakthrough for me. I got a lot of praise for that, which I was quite proud of. Uh, my Mass Effect free review, which got more hits than anything I've ever done today, it was about three hundred thousand. But I, re- I realized I realized afterwards that that was actually not organic traffic. <laughs> Apparently, it was just uh, yeah, it wasn't like yeah. Don't, actually, I don't know what you talked about.
7: <laughs> in, in fact you know what while, while you're on quick i'm going to try and find, see if I can find what what is mike's biggest article since
1: he's oh, wow. been here well, yeah.
7: well, uh, okay, uh,
5: yeah.
7: roughly when should i go back to
5: um, god well i joined in 2000 june
6: 2007 if that
5: helps <laughs> oh. um yeah, um, yeah. The, um, the a lot of the um, E3, I mean, E3 has always been good. Whether it, I mean, there's been countless E3s I've done with you guys. I mean, Tim, I remember one year, I think it was just me and you at one stage by the end, and I was still up. It was like really early in the morning here, and we were still chatting and having a laugh and goofing around and stuff. And obviously, Ben, you know, yeah, Ben... Ben, the podcast. I honestly, the earlier podcasts. Obviously, all the podcasts are great, but I do have some really good memories of when Don was running a podcast when it was like the earlier days, getting things started because they were chicken a lot. Chicken wings. Chicken wings, yeah. <laughs> and obviously, <laughs> chicken, yeah. God, um, yeah. Uh, boneless or yeah, boneless or non-boneless, um, and um, just uh, just like the obviously the latter day podcasts. Those were always good fun. I mean, when Neil. We started getting Neil on board, and obviously yeah. with guests and stuff, we've had a lot, obviously Fons and Rob and everything, that was great. I'm um, trying to have anything, funnily enough, anything, Just it, it may sound crazy, just like mundane stuff, just like writing about a new Resident Evil game being announced. The fact that I got to do that um, from my job, right, my history of Resident Evil, my, proud, one of my I think that's probably the thing I'm most proud of. Yeah, Mark, uh, do, you
7: know, do you know, while you were talking, I had a look, your biggest uh, article was Mass Effect 3 review. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Three hundred and sixty-six thousand seven hundred ninety-eight people
6: read that. Oh, yeah.
7: Gosh. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, crazy.
5: thought it was, but, um,
7: but I mean, how many articles have you done? Thousands. How many I've
5: reviews? Done... Yeah. I've only done about sixty something reviews. Well, actually, no, that's not too bad. But compared to Neil, it's
0: like he does that stuff. <laughs> no one touches me. <laughs> I hope, um...
7: hope you hope you didn't tell your uh, your new boss like how much you can write because you want to be playing it down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like writing about three articles a day rather than like eight.
5: Well, I've got to do f- 10 to 15 a day. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, dude. I need to be a news machine for them. So yeah,
6: um, uh,
0: you can do it. You can do
6: it.
5: Well, yeah. dude,
7: honestly, we wish you, wish you all the best. Um, you're going to like, uh, um, I mean, I, I know Dan. Um, so yeah, I know videogamer.com. They've got a good history as well. So I wish you all the best and I'm sure all of us do. and I wish you every success with it
5: cheers mate I will be I will um I will be keeping in touch with you like I said I mean Steve you've got my number as well so I don't care if you pass that to the rest of the PSU guys I mean I still talk, Kevin texts me from Belgium now and then so I don't <laughs> care if I get a random text from Gary or Bonds or whoever
7: and we, ha- we hope you get your really special present uh, oh my god
6: uh, quite yeah, a few of us
7: have chipped in on I know, of,
5: of,
6: of on. Um, I know. You should, I'm, I'm should really this get
7: week. Back. um so, please, um, you'll, you'll be open. You can still pop into Slack on General Banter. If you yeah. could please send us a photo uh, with you, with your presence. Be I really will. Fun.
5: I absolutely will. I abs- I can guarantee you I will do that. I promise.
2: Is there and any then, new and- thing on my ceiling?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I'm a dartboard. Now he's with Video Gamer. <laughs> 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 um, but what we yeah. could do next podcast, we could maybe like put it on Facebook or something. So if anyone wants to go and see it, this is Mike with his leaving, with his leaving present.
6: <laughs> I like that idea.
7: Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Oh, dear. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Feel free to yeah. wrap up or carry on, guys. Whatever you want. Oh about.
5: yeah, we're kind of like mid podcast, isn't it? Yeah. yeah <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I, I I'll be dashing now because I, anyway, I need to. Yeah. Can I... Steve, thanks for that. bye mate. You, Yeah. Thanks for being on. Thank it's you, all man. right.
7: I'm going to shoot off. that play Assassin's Creed. Thanks
0: a lot, Steve. Right. I'll be in touch. Guys, take care. Yeah. You too, man. Bossman man, Stephen. Everyone. Love you, Mike. I oh, love, love you too, Mike.
4: <laughs> Mike, there's one thing I must say before you go. Yeah. And this is the most important thing that's been said all night. Nothing tops this. Okay. All right.
5: Yeah.
4: It's good night from me.
5: And it's good night from him. <laughs> 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 It literally, the feels.
6: It, god damn
5: it. it literally is good night from me yes well um i bid you farewell everyone so um i will keep in touch with you guys and thanks for everything really and um, um i hope psu goes from strength to strength to strength because god knows beside damn well deserves it <laughs> after all this time so yeah um enjoy the rest of the podcast guys and i will see you soon hopefully and yeah um it's good night from me guys
4: it's good night from him
0: Oh man! Well, it's uh, how do we how do we carry on uh, from good. there? <laughs> so,
1: no, I'm I'm done, man. I can't do it. Can't do it. Oh <laughs> man! Oh. <laughs> and you were next too, Gary. That's, that's I'm gonna go smash my head into a windshield or something. I can't handle this. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so yeah, people are gonna see this lengthy podcast the game you know, end of year. Yeah. Stuff. Oh wow! This is amazing. There's gonna be lots of talk about games that are like. What the fuck is this 45 minutes of talking <laughs> about Mike Harris? <laughs> um, if I had my way, it'd the hour and
4: 45 minutes of talking about him leaving.
0: Yeah. Had we already done the game of the year stuff before, yeah. we could have just literally done that, I think. But uh, I, I think he got a good old run there. Good old Mike Harris. Man. Yeah. I guess we I'll have you, to Mike.
4: take the reins.
0: The reins. I'm scared. Of... What, you're going to start? Podcast.
6: I thought you the meant like eating Africa. all the chicken? <laughs> <laughs> I
0: the
6: I rain's
2: do down,
0: down an out yeah. <laughs> yeah, he blessed them. He blessed them good. In it. Are you going to take up Mike's G-string? And uh... <laughs> I'll
1: take his G-string right now. I would in live mouth. in there. <laughs> I, think we'd be, I
4: think we'd all be eBaying that, trying to win the bids.
1: I win. would
2: never sell that.
4: I bet now, all that. of us, trying to bid on it.
0: I've... Kept it sentimental but also a bit dirty. We're back in unchained land. This is (laughs) Uh, Ah, god, all right. So, my turn, right? You said, Yeah, yeah, Uh, some eons ago we said it's your turn. I forgot
4: what the topic was about.
0: Just to recap, as it's been a while, and people might have who don't care as much as we do may have died or something. Um, we so uh, far have picked. In our games of the year, Horizon, Uncharted The Lost Legacy, Undertale, South Park, Fracture But Hole, Assassin's Creed Origins, and Resident Evil 7, which were Mike's, God bless his soul, uh, Neo Automata, Sonic Mania, and What Remains of Edith Finch. Gary, you are on to your second choice.
1: Yes, well, I'm going to have to go with Neo as my second choice. Um, I'm probably the only one in this group who's played well. Tim has played it, but he didn't play it a lot. Um, we won't talk about Neo. That. I played the
0: beta. <laughs> I, I, Dark Souls 3 just ruined games like Dark Souls for me forever. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, but for me, Neo was a great breath of fresh air. Um, not only did it take me to my favorite period of history, uh, feudal Japan, um, but I also had to play a game that was like a Souls game, but it was more faster paced and actiony. Um, Not at the same speed of Ninja Gaiden, but it had a lot of similarities, I thought. uh, Especially when it came to the difficulty. I thought the difficulty wasn't as Dark Souls difficulty, but more Ninja Gaiden difficulty. Um, I at one point said that the game is as close to perfect as it gets, and I stand by that. Um, I thought the game was a tremendous success for a game that was in development since the PlayStation 2. (laughs) if I remember correctly. Uh, Went through a bunch of different iterations until they finally settled on what they gave us. Um, But it it had a full fleshed-out story, which I thought was very, very nice. Uh, Unlike the Souls games, where you kind of just have to find the little items and read the item descriptions to find out what's really going on. This one had cutscenes and narrative and all that. Um, the combat was very well done. You get to fight between three different fighting style stances. So like high stance, mid stance, and low stance. Uh, they had a great variety of weapons that you can swap on the fly if you want to. Um, just a lot of really well done things and very well done mechanics um, that I to this day continue to play. Um, I'm waiting for Chris to get into it so we can do some co-op. Um, it had three expansion dlcs uh which expanded the story which i don't think were as great as the main game they're incredibly difficult which is what you i guess would expect from dlc for a game like that but <clears throat> but yeah neo to me is another very good surprise um of this year uh, at least for me, it was. I knew what kind of game it was going to be, but I don't think I expected it to be as entertaining for me as it ended up being. So, yeah, Neo for me is my number two game this year. Fair enough. I mean, it,
0: from everything you said about that game, it's like it's the closest I've wanted to going back to that kind of game because, you know, just ever since Demon Souls, that sort of type of game has just had such a place in my heart. And unfortunately reviewing Dark Souls three in a short space of time and having to finish it in a short space of time is was was a, a killer for me. But uh Yes, so Neo, good stuff then in the end, Gary. I Sorry said about it...
4: that. My recording software decided to just not work for a second.
0: <laughs> so then stop it... looking at
4: the laptop. Quick, stop working.
0: But if it didn't carry over, um Gary Loves uh, I said it's the closest from what he said to, to me about it and his review. It's the closest I felt to liking Dark Souls S games again since having to go through the murder of that. And it's, yeah, all things good. It's one of the highest rated games of the last year, you know, up there with the likes of Vita Finch, uh, Cuphead, and that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's done all right by all accounts. Probably to be a duos sequel, I'd imagine, in time. We shall see. Oh, Tim, it's been so long, but you pick another game.
2: Oh, just for the good graces of Gary, it would say Hellblade.
0: Hellblade, And I say good
2: graces of Gary because he relinquished it to me. (laughs) I know he did.
1: I did.
2: But, yeah, that game was special in a lot of ways, and the reason it's not above edith finch is that it took the length of the game to fully realize exactly what it was doing
6: mm-hmm.
2: but all the hints were there and it the the poignancy of it all was just so special but it, at the difference between the two is the end the fact that it it was at the end when everything hit and there were plenty of other things about that game that resonated with me uh, particularly uh, having mental illness in my family, it really was jarring, especially right away to hear the voices speaking to you. You know, and I, I chose to play this game with a headset, and it was immediately jarring. It really put me in a peculiar place. Um, and what made it even more peculiar is after a couple of hours, I felt odd when I said to myself that. I had gotten used to the voices Mm -hmm. so it really it over time really hit closer to home the further it went and but then the narrative poignancy at the end just really framed the whole project as a whole and yeah much like how it is with Edith Finch talking about it in great detail becomes spoiler territory. And I won't do that. Not for a game this special. But, yeah. It's... The art direction is just stellar. Some of the the, the memory scenes really put things in a very approachable but peculiar perspective. And, man, uh, she goes through some shit. Not just in the game, but like historically with her life before the events of this game, and man,
6: yeah.
2: it's all just it's so much heartbreak and so much struggle and so much defying the odds, and that all goes into the ending too. It's so well constructed.
1: Yeah, and and to add a little bit to what Tim was saying, like the sound design, like he said, was so damn good. What the voices talking to you, but it's not just for story purposes or to you know, give you the idea of what it feels like to have dementia, not dementia, is it dementia that she has? Uh, I don't remember. could be a couple the, things. Yeah, j- well, just her mental state, but, like, the voices also help you in the game as well, to help you solve puzzles, they even help you during combat, like, you'll be fighting somebody, and then just out of nowhere, one of the voices will scream, watch out, and then that just tells you that somebody's about to hit you for you to dodge the attack. Because they're coming up mm-hmm. behind you and you can't see them. It just did all these incredible things with its with its sound design. Uh, even the game's combat music was incredibly well handled as well. Um, but yeah, like Tim said, that the things that that game did and for it to be done by a small studio with a great re- reputation... Um, I mean,
0: if anything, they are great at the visual imagery to be fair uh, it's a, yeah. it, it's unsurprising in that regard that they they can make something effective in that like that when they are free of the shackles of the publisher
1: yeah and and they've gone out and they've proved with with this game that you don't need 100 people to make something fantastic and have it like a big publisher's name behind it because they essentially made a indie game with the quality of a triple-A game. And it just proved all you need is time and resources and the right people mm. to do that. And
2: That's on the note of people, Melina Jurgens basically was a walk-on, and she knocked it out of the park every moment. There was no point where she wasn't on point.
6: Right. Yeah,
0: She, she never finished. got
2: tiring, ever. Fantastic. Yeah. She works
0: for
1: the uh, company, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she's she she's one of the a, Yeah. Yeah, she was just there to test the new motion capture and they loved what she did so much they kept her on instead of hiring an actual actress. I mean, that yeah, she she's what a, what a designer story. on the game. I don't remember exactly what she does, but Yeah. But still,
0: she, yeah. What a what a story to to have within that, you know, not only this indie game being a success and looking and dealing with difficult issues and looking as great as it does but also to just have that where you just have literally someone come in read for a role and do some motion capture and and just nail it enough that people go yeah fuck it we don't need anyone else for it like that Mm
2: -hmm. I'm sure you guys saw the game awards the part that really blew me away out of all of it was that this was her first attempt in anything with this and she was being given award for best of in this field by Andy Serkis yeah, she was probably going insane. Barb, that was a really bad. I'm sorry, that was a really <laughs> bad thing. I'm sorry. She was probably just over the moon about the fact that she was even in the same company as Andy Serkis. As a, uh, let alone on the tiering.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 got to be a high moment it, it, when you think of it like that. Is. For someone to come in like that, obviously because she has the understanding of how games work and what what maybe that's a contributing factor, but it can't be the only thing, obviously. But wow, just all round, Hellblade, just a genuinely lovely success story from last year. No doubt about that. And unfortunately, one of the the few games that I really, really want to play that I haven't yet, which is a shame, but I will have to definitely remedy that sooner rather than later.
1: Um, yeah, just one more thing. yeah, the good. entire game is one continuous shot. The camera ah. never cuts during anything. yep it really
2: adds to the it really adds to the energy and the verisimilitude of everything, just mm, adds so much weight. it's just delightful and horrifying and, yeah,
1: and <laughs> it's exact it's what God of War is doing this year as well, if it comes out this year it it from what I remember reading, it's one continuous shot for God of War as well. So it'll be interesting to see how they how they do it.
2: I feel bad for that team having to come in after Hellblade.
1: Damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see how that goes out. But, uh, certainly, in in uh, games media, especially where you know Hellblade was so celebrated in, in a lot of ways, and it would be intriguing to see how they take uh, all. <laughs> Especially. Especially anyone here that's played that and then and sort of reviewing God of War would be definitely a an interesting thing to read. Mm-hmm. Cool. Excellent. Wow. So yeah, so that is Tim Secretary. I assume no one else has uh played Hellblade though other than that. No. No. Just you two. Just you two. Okay. Which is criminal really, because it's uh
3: <laughs> Wow
0: I, Yeah. I mean I want to mention others, but I'm, I'm going to have to mention this because you know, it was PSU's Game of the Year. It's the only game I've ever given a 10 to, which, yeah, the, there are games I'd love to have given 10 to, but you know, no matter how much you love a game, sometimes they don't do enough in terms of technical problems. I am looking at you, XCOM. I'm fucking looking at you every time. Uh,
6: this goes uh, back
1: to what, what, what we were talking about with Mike. Yeah, yeah. it's like I'm gutted that the two times I've been able to
0: review something about XCOM on PlayStation, it's like I love this, it's the best thing I've ever played but it's a technical piece of shit (laughs) so it's like I can't give it 10 (laughs) but uh, uh, my next choice is Persona 5 Um, like I said, 10 out of 10 The only one I've given I still feel it thoroughly deserves it I mean Time has gone on. Um, I'm very late into the Persona series by the time it came along for me. It was just ha- like uh, you were mentioning earlier, Gary, it was games that fell in my lap um, by chance rather than I was going to do it because um, I swapped something with Kyle. I can't remember. He was, yeah, Mass Effect and Andromeda, funnily enough. Uh, Kyle got that. He did that. I was going to instead. Uh, and uh, I ended up doing Persona 5. And by God, I was so happy that that was the way around (laughs) it was. Um, What to say about Persona 5? I only got into Persona in 2016 when I played Golden as like to be my Persona 4 Golden to be my final Vita game before I got rid of my Vita because I played everything else I wanted to play. And I adored it, loved it. It's the best thing on Vita. End of story. Um, Finished that new uh, percent of five was coming soon excited about that but i hadn't had any of the hype or the having to wait years for it to come out that everyone else had had to. that was great and yeah god damn it. it it has its problems at times but so much of it's just so wonderful it's such a stylish game for a start this this very argument is um the thing i was alluding to earlier is that um in PSUs awards it won um, best visuals now, um, people took issue with that because they think, well, games like Horizon and Uncharted Lost Legacy are out there. How could this win Best Visuals? when, they, Because realism is not the, the standard bearer for how you judge Best Visuals. Uh, best Visuals is about a consistent style and, and just how great a game looks in general it, it doesn't have to oh my god i can see the sweat on her brow sort of thing it's it's just how the you, game makes you, you talk, feel looking at
4: you talk consistent but that's that's why persona in my opinion is so insane because it literally it, you press the pause menu and you get amazing visuals
0: yeah the everything pause i mean menu. <laughs> i mean I downloaded an app for my phone that literally lets me see all my text messages, like you do in the game. Oh, I've got that as yeah. well. That's how I yeah. <laughs> because because it's so bloody cool, and you're just yeah. like, I actually want. I mean, <laughs> I actually, want people to text me more often because I like seeing it. Every it time
4: is. I log into um, PS uh, PS4, I have to get a one-time use code. I'm like, yes, the app. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah, beyond that, I just think that. I love the cast of Persona 4 a lot. I, uh, she is just like... Uh, I love her. She's wonderful. She was up... She just was taken... She lost her top spot in-, in this game because there was just so many great people I loved hanging out with in that game and whatever your complaints are about the- a cat telling you what fucking time you've got to, to sleep every night. It just had so much time for the social stuff and it just seems like it's a silly argument when you've got like 90 to 100 hours at least of time to spend with these people yeah sure it's not enough in a lot of ways because you're like ah, oh, i'd love to spend more time with you and I, it's hard to, it's weird to say that about video game characters i mean they're, they're not like majorly fleshed out people even it's just the right notes and it just feels cool it's like it's like the schoolyard existence you'd always wanted and they had this whole other lives as a bunch of uh, phantom thieves these people who like right wrongs and it's this whole the youth against the system thing and considering everything that was going on going on in the world at the time it's just perfect for that you know it's like it just it came out at just the right time and it took a Japanese, <laughs> a Japanese game to do that. Um, know, and again, the soundtrack, in a year of some bloody amazing soundtracks, it's just. I mean, I'm sure Tim, you'll agree, it's a corker. It's it's got so many good tracks on that soundtrack. Um. Yeah, it, it's just an outstanding game in so many ways. I mean, if I had to make complaints the complaints come in that the end section is very very drawn it um feels like a bit of a slog but tonally the way it goes towards the end it makes sense it's just this whole futility of what you're doing sort of comes into the fore and it's just there and you're just like wow yeah it, it might piss people off but i like it i like it what it did um yeah glad i gave it 10 Still believe the same. Anyone else on Persona Five?
4: ah oh, amazing game. Graphics were stunning. Characters were lovable. I loved spending time with uh I'm gonna say her name wrong, but Futaba. Yeah, Futaba, yeah. Futaba. She was probably one of my favourite characters. She's like her a
0: little story sister. Line, yeah. Her storyline was just yeah. wonderful. And the way it was done like that. It was Again, one of those games where yeah, it's often silly, it's often cheesy, yeah. but when it gets it right, it's like oh man, I really want this character to do well, and just, yeah, that was what many. I uh, would and- carry
4: on with my impressions, but I've been told it's time for bed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You've been told it's time for bed. <laughs> yeah, the cat came and said time for bed. <laughs> ah, very good. Sorry. Yes. Uh,
6: uh,
0: and Tim, I know you didn't play a lot, but you played
2: some i played a lot more than I thought I would. Um, yeah, I have some really good memories of Persona 5, and I have some very frustrating ones.
0: Sounds right. I've,
2: yeah, um, and I haven't finished it. And I think that's the ultimate frustration, not in the fact that I've, I haven't finished it, but the fact that I wasn't interested enough to finish it. Because when I first started playing the game, I got about 35 hours in, and it was after the second Palace mm-hmm. when it hit that lull, and it was such a bad lull that everything that had kind of gone on just felt kind of wasted. So I went on to the next thing. It's a different game. And when when JP got us, quote, got us the the soundtrack, I listened to that thing about I would say, well, since then, actually, I don't really want to put in timestamps, but since then, I've listened to it a good 80 times. Mm -hmm. Easy. Easy. But it it works out because of the way my job has been. But (laughs) I absolutely adore that soundtrack, and I even just recently got the... I'm sure you saw it. I just recently got the the vinyl version of the Deluxe Edition in the mail just a couple days ago. and mm, But... It was in it was in finding getting that out that whole soundtrack that got me back into it and I got to playing that game again up to about like hour eighty three eighty four, uh, just the the pyramid one, the pyramid yeah. palace uh, that, yeah the uh, Futaba one
0: we were talking about earlier. yeah
2: and Futaba was a wonderful addition going into what had been another slog between palaces and. After that, after that palace, it felt so dull again Mm -hmm. in such a hard way that I just didn't feel interested to go on. And I remember asking at that point when how the rest of the game was, just because it had been kind of repetitious with this kind of high-end slog. And I remember someone saying that the last palace or two were incredibly arduous.
0: I mean, yeah, the last one in particular is just like, wow! You know, it's like if I had not played through Persona Four before that, I would have been utterly, utterly, annoyed at having to go through so much at once. And but luckily, I had the heads up that it might be a bit of a long slog. But yeah, Christ, it, it's long. But like I said, the payoff for me, personally, at least, worked. For it, but uh, yeah, I, I would never want to go through that more than once more, maybe. Which is something I can't really say about Persona Four. Uh, but yeah, you know, the overall experience just felt better.
2: Yeah, and I would say that the ultimate tragedy in all this is that, despite all the style and the music and the the bombast that the game off offered me and continued to offer me through most of the experience, it was that that it wasn't enough to keep me finishing it.
0: Yeah, and, and, I, and I get that because I, I've seen a lot of that around where people are like, I played X amount of hours and it's just like, I couldn't take it anymore. It's like, it is a long, long game. And not in the sense of like an open world game where you're like, you're wandering around doing stuff it's like, it's just you're a lot of the time waiting for the next big thing to happen and depending on who you've got to interact with that's a good or a bad thing It's yeah, so it, it can make problems for you
2: and I would say that something that, com- that contributed to it was best waifu Takimi I got to the relationship status with her and we started dating but after that she disappeared like there's no interaction after you get to the top and that bothers me after all the detail that they put into the relationship going up to that point, there is nothing going on after that. And that makes no sense.
0: Yeah. So, sorry, just say, who is making that noise?
2: Oh, I think it's me.
0: <laughs> it's Tim all along. I <laughs> oh, it was Tim. I, I didn't should. want
4: to say anything. I was trying to work out what it sounded like. It sounded so dirty at times. I was like a, a horse.
0: I was like, oh, I feel bad for Tim. He's talking quite passionately and, and making informed points and someone's making noises over him. That's Tim.
2: No, I, I fidget quite That's a bit. Fine. That's fidget. Well, given oh, thank you...
4: God it was fidget and I thought it was something else.
2: Well,
0: you know.
2: <laughs> I said it was fidgeting. <laughs> you know. Might still be something else.
0: Yeah, I mean, you've got to do something with your hands.
3: But all this time.
0: <laughs> After
3: all this time.
4: Now people
6: know my secret of podcasting. We've we've
0: heard you hammering the buttons more than once in the background. Then. <laughs> ah, yeah. Anyway, um, anyone else? Anything else to chime in on Persona Five? Or was that everyone? Buy it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, say I'm that sure much. You can get we... cheap now. Yeah, and uh, still currently the highest rated uh, PlayStation game playstation 4 game there is as well it's just something i suppose you know uh, know, yeah we're all biased yeah Uh, (laughs) (laughs) that's no reason for it to win multiple awards but we
4: planted them oh
0: of course (laughs) (laughs) uh anyway we'll leave that before it gets a little too personal um cool um yeah, so that was me with Persona Five. I almost lost track of who said what then. I was like, Yeah, it was me. I chose Persona 5. Um well, I suppose we'll we'll round off at least one more choice each of them as quick as we can if you have one. Um so uh we go back around. I suppose that makes you Ben, doesn't it? No, thanks
4: I don't think it's me.
0: Uh who's next? Uh, Alfonso. Mike? Well, no, it would have been me because Mike was yeah, that's what I was thinking, because Mike yeah, wasn't here. Yeah. yeah, sorry. So, Ben, was there anything else you wanted to add?
4: <laughs> well, there's someone going well go-out ad, isn't there? Go, Go
0: on. on. Is it perhaps an expansion?
4: It is, <laughs> in fact, an expansion.
0: Which, yeah, you're allowed, because yeah. this is not the main thing, and we don't have those kind of rules here this yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can hear Gary, Gary silently cursing, well, why didn't you do it fucking last year when Witcher's DLC goes out? <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that's why I left it till last yes because although it probably is one of my games of the year and one of the games I've played the most it is still an expansion so I'm going to count it on the last of my list because the other two are actually full games so yeah I, I everyone knows I'm, sho- I'm going to say this is a shocker I like Final Fantasy Fourteen.
0: <sighs> <laughs> you love it so much why aren't you on multiple podcasts about it Ben? Why don't you marry
4: <laughs> it, Ben? The church over the road said no.
6: <laughs> <laughs> they
0: don't recognise. Um. Uh,
4: but anyway, uh, Fantasy Fourteen. If you like your fantasy games, then this is definitely a good MMO to start. Now, I wouldn't, I, as much as I love Stormblood, I would still say go download the free trial. Don't buy anything to play the free trial, because... It's an MMO. It's not for everyone's cup of tea. It's not everyone's I mean, cup of tea.
0: Just to add, in the UK right now, I think it's about £6.19 for the base version yeah. on, on the sale.
4: And the sale is until the 19th.
0: So, yeah, so it, it's, I'm tempted, but I don't and have you'll get 30 days in.
4: for free for that £6.
0: Oh, there you go. So, uh.
6: But
4: I would recommend the trial for everyone, just because you can get a level 35 in the trial... You can get into a decent amount of the story missions at level thirty five, you can get your jobs at level mm. thirty, so you got the basic idea of the gameplay to try out before you purchase anything. Um but there is limits on the free trial of course, but I'm not gonna go over that because I, this isn't promotion for the free trial, but
0: No, this is about Stormblood because Yeah, Stormblood. this is Stormblood.
4: Um which, spoilers, happens Yeah, it's one of new stories, and yeah, I do really recommend it. Um, As of previous expansions, every three months they expand the story. Uh, At the end of this month, we're going to get some new story and new dungeons, which will expand even further Of Stormblood, which, in my opinion, was one of the best written games I've played in a long time. You can quote me on that, literally, put me in a video. (laughs) But yeah, I do... I don't want to say too much about the story just because anything I say will spoil the surprises because it is a very tight sort of twisty, turny story.
0: Yeah. I, I did hear you say it was yeah. well, one of the best stories in the series for you. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah it's high praise. Very high yeah. praise.
4: So, yeah, I, if you like your revolutionary stories, then, yeah, this is a very good game and and don't put, don't let it put out the fact that it's MMO put you off it. It's, it's a good story as well as a good MMO. It's just ah, oh. and the music, they won a Guinness Book of Record for the most amount of music in a game. Wow. I can't remember how many how many tracks it was, but it was insane. Um, it's all done by Soton yeah. as well.
0: Wow, yeah, it's got to be a lot of tracks.
4: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, if you want to, if you want to give a, if you want to listen to one of my podcasts, uh, Phoenix Down Radio with Klaus Nightbringer, Lunavox Vox, and Sir, uh, we just did one recently, and Moogle Go Round, which I do every uh, uh, every other week. If you want to listen about Final Fantasy, I'd recommend going listen. To him. Klaus is a nice guy. Hell, I love the game so much. I flew to Vegas to meet Gary to to <laughs> <laughs> for the event. I flew to America. For a fan yeah, you did, baby. a video game. <laughs> it was hot. <laughs> and that was... Oh, I'm going to do it again in November. I, I had so much fun. The community is why I love the game. I love the community more than I love the game. <laughs> that sounds stupid. No,
0: but That's exactly how that kind of game should be. It's, it should be more than the game. It should be the people you interact with throughout it that, yeah. that make it for you. That, that's why those... Sort of games tend to be popular when they work is because of the community around it.
2: So yeah, I'll, That's why I stuck you, with World of Warcraft for almost a fucking decade.
6: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, because you know games like Overwatch, nobody likes anyone <laughs> in this kind of game. <laughs> to be honest, so but yeah, you have a community. It's just incredibly toxic.
4: I love Pharmacy 14. I recommend everyone to give it a try, even if they don't pay for it. Just download the free trial. It's free enjoy yourself.
0: Yeah, because it, it, through all adversity that it has had, it's come through and it's pretty much one of yeah. the most successful MMO RPGs out there. So. And
4: if any guys want any entertainment, uh at last fanfest we did a live podcast at the end of the day. and just as we were wrapping up I got to bro fist the director of the game on Twitch. Yeah, we were as we were saying goodbye and ending the show, the, all the producers and staff started walking past us.
1: <laughs> I think I think Ben should add, this is when he abandoned me to go do the podcast. Yeah, sorry, was, Gary. Like, oh, in a <laughs> sorry, Gary, you're not invited. To the club.
4: <laughs> well, you could have been there. You could have joined us, I'd say.
1: No, no, no. You said, I got to go do a podcast. Peace out, bitch. And I was like, okay. <laughs>
4: And then we went for a
1: lovely meal together. Yes, we did. See, it was great. The perfect I was keeping
4: couple. I've kept you. I've kept you, know, you, 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 you. Yeah, you, you, Cool. You, the, the, the heart makes the, the something grow fonder. Uh,
6: it's well, a it's a family
0: show, so we won't talk about that. Um, <laughs> family show. Well, we've had this show. shower scene with Mike, and me, and now shows. we've had this with Gary. <laughs> yeah. Uh, common theme. Common theme. Um, let's move on, um, just because obviously, if you want to hear Ben talk about Final Fantasy XIV, there are, as he said, many podcasts on which he yeah, does. Yeah,
4: uh, Together, Gamer
0: Yeah, and I'm oh, sure well, he'll mention all of those again at the end of the show. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're not Al- my podcasts, I've just been on them. No, no, uh, Alfonso, do you have another pick?
3: For my third pick? Yep. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Life is Strange before the storm.
0: Mm, interesting. Shame you got to this after Mike left as well, because he uh, he's uh, reviewed this as well. It was his last review, in fact. Would you believe further the side Um, yeah, I have still not played this either myself. What about Before the Storm?
3: It's appealing. it's it's not as great as the first one, in my opinion, because I feel the first one was more suspenseful with all the drama and the twists before the storm is more quiet as, you know, it takes place before the first one. It focused more on Chloe and her friend with um, her, her development, developing her friendship with um Rachel, the yeah. girl that was missing the first one. That's what as was mostly focused on, on all three episodes. So it was more, mostly quiet. It wasn't very suspenseful. There wasn't no big twist. There was no big jump. It was like, it was just the scene... Chloe's, um, development at how it's quiet when her father died, as, you know, she that now that the father has passed and her change to where she was when, um, Max came back. And it's just basically her developing her friendship with Rachel and helping Rachel do her problems. Um, the reason I like it so much is because, you know, it's Life is Strange, it has that, that dialogue, that missed from Chloe from the first one. They added new um, mechanics. So Max was with the photography when you find certain items. When um, with Chloe, she graffiti certain objects. You have the option; they give you options of which graffiti um, method you want her to take. And um, the other mechanic is when she has a problem, or when she engaged with a certain character. They have this thing called backtalk, where she insults the um, the character in order to progress the story. Yeah. It's, it's short, is is fun. It's still missing the last um, bonus episode where you get to play with um, Max as as a child, but it hasn't come out yet. So until then, it, it was it was alright.
0: Yeah, it the um, obviously there was a change in uh, voice actors because of the strike that was going on. Uh did that impact it at all for you, especially with Chloe obviously being as we said before, being played by Ashley Birch in the original series and also here?
6: No, it,
3: it didn't I didn't really notice the difference. Still felt like the same thing.
6: No. Yeah.
0: Okay. That's good. Um did anyone else play uh Before the Storm? I'll take that as a no. So <laughs>
1: nope, my I have not.
0: No, cool. Um, blah, 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 blah. I've lost track of who is next. I would assume it is uh, Gary. Then. Si, see, Si, um,
1: signore. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I think I'll have to go with Injustice 2. Hmm,
0: yeah, I was wondering where it gets the beatemax section of this <laughs>
1: one. Yeah, um, I'm a huge DC comics fan, which some of you guys will know. Um, I loved the first game and I was super stoked for this one. And all my expectations were met with the sequel. Um, the story was fantastic. Um, even though it once again took some characters and kind of made them a little pointless in the story, uh, which kind of sucks, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, like some characters like Scarecrow had really nothing to do in the story. Um, But, you know, overall, like, we talked about, you know, how phenomenal the facial animations are in that game, and whatever the hell technology they used uh, just blew my mind. Um, But, you know, the fighting mechanics were great, the cast of characters was great, Uh, they used a lot of less-known DC Comics characters this time around, which I thought was pretty great, Um so obviously, the returning characters were also so great to have, but you know they 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 focused more on the story this time. But they also did it so the multiplayer in the long run didn't really affect people who don't like to play multiplayer with the uh, multiverse mode that they added, where you can go in and complete specific challenges single player and collect you know different pieces of armor, which is also something they added. Yeah. Um which I uh, I know it's it's like a hit and miss thing because it is technically loot boxes, but I never really had a problem not getting the things I wanted for the characters I was playing as. Um, but it is still a, a chore to go into the loot box section and constantly open every box one at a time. I hate I hated doing that. I just want to open all of it and be done with it. Um, but I. I Thoroughly enjoyed customizing my characters, putting on different armor for them, giving them crazy-looking gear. I made my Batman look like Batman Beyond, which was pretty cool, uh, changing the color schemes there. You essentially can make whatever characters you want from multi- from the from the multiverse, I guess you can say. Because they have yeah. a lot of gear from, from different time periods, different parallel Earths, um, which is cool. You can even give, make Thomas Wayne if you wanted to from Flashpoint Paradox but yeah it's it's a fun game my friends and I still play it to this day uh, I don't want to talk too much about the DLC characters because I think they shafted us big time with a lot of those characters yeah uh. they right. <laughs> interesting to say the least um, <laughs> yeah, some, were, I,
0: I, some were left field choices that were okay but some were like what instead of it's a uh, yeah
1: Yeah, and I talked about this before, where they had polls, they obviously got the numbers for the polls and what people wanted, and they literally didn't give them anything people voted for, Um, which, again, I won't say it's 100% their fault, the licensing issues and whatever could have easily played a part in it, but...
0: On the other side of things, uh, Warner Brothers oh, we could make money on this down the line and keep people who have invested in the game if we uh, hold back on the stuff that they want sort of thing. It, it does yeah. come into your head. Just just given with what uh, you know, Warner Brothers have had going on this year, it, it wouldn't be yeah, out of sure. place.
1: Sure. <laughs> so,
6: yeah.
1: It's a oh, shame. I, I, want, I 100% agree, yeah. It, it is a shame because it always comes down to instead of the developers getting to do what the fans want them to do to you know the head guys... Thinking, oh, how much more money can I make down the line? So, but yeah, uh, I still thoroughly enjoy Justice too. I think it's we voted it as our best fighter of the year, and I'm yeah. happy about that. Um, I know it was been a crazy year for fighting games, a huge resurgence in fighting games of 2017. I thought, and it looks to be crazier next year. Um, so I'm I'm excited that the genre is making a comeback. I really am yeah and uh yeah
0: like i am um, i played um tekken 7 fully enough over the holidays and yeah it just doesn't hold a candle to injustice to be fair it's like in everything it tries to do it tries to do what injustice does and uh, it's just nah, nah doesn't doesn't work in the same way as much as you know it's a very cynical loot box style thing going on in injustice too it's overall as a, game, a fighting game it just feels right in, in a lot of ways and the story mode just, it's so good for, for that genre that it just pisses on any other fighting game's attempt and Tekken 7 is just absolute piss <laughs> it, it's just the worst yeah. I mean I, uh, Street Fighter Five when it, it's one game it was laughable but at least it was cheesy in the right way this, uh, in Tekken 7 it was like, no this is just they're trying to be serious, and it's also awful. Whereas like Injustice is just well-written, good moments, well-rounded characters. I mean, the Harley Quinn stuff alone, it's just like, yeah. wow, they, they made a forefront of all this. It works. fine. I said, yeah, they don't do it for every character, as you said, but when they do it right, wow, great stuff. Um,
1: yeah, it's it's definitely set a new standard for... A story mode in fighting games, and it's one I hope everybody follows. Um, because they essentially took a fighting game, which in the past just gave you a little snippet at the end when you beat the final boss of oh, this is what happened to them after this, yeah. Um, to essentially creating a full single player story mode campaign that you'd see in other games, but in a fighting game, and it's incredible.
0: Yeah, totally agree on that one.
1: Cool.
2: You're, you're making it really hard for me not to play that game because I've been resisting and resisting for <laughs>
0: ever. Oh, man, yeah, it, um, it's it's good for it. Is, it it
1: does think. help if you're a fan of DC Comics. Yeah, it really def- does.
0: definitely does. It's like, uh, but having you know, as we've discussed before, I'm more of a Marvel fan, but I just still think that you know, injustice uh, mm-hmm. handles DC injustice handles uh dc far better than marvel vs capcom infinite handles marvel i mean there's, there's a lot of great cool moments in, in marvel vs capcom infinite that agree you know fan pleasing uh but they tend to be like oh look at this shit and this shit sort of thing you know it's like it's the crossover appeal rather than oh wow look they've done this thing from that comic or like that it's but yeah it, it's it stands to the quality that uh injustice 2 is top notch Top notch stuff cool Tim you are next on your your last choice of the, the evening
2: Well my top three have already been mentioned mm. uh, my third game near um, apart from that I I've played a lot of games this year and I can't really isolate another one. And I was going to say Yakuza, because I started playing that, but it's Yakuza 0, and that came out uh, 15, so I can't really use it.
0: Uh, no, it, in, the, in the U.S., it came out in 2017, so it, it counts. It's, uh, oh, it US, did? Yeah, yeah, it's technically a last year's game.
2: So. Okay, well, I've been playing Yakuza 0.
0: Yeah, uh, I have to. And...
6: <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: And I've only, I'm only in Chapter 2, uh, but even though the whole story is just basically a boy's story, talking about a boy's story, but I, I don't know. It's very machismo, but at the same time, it's really, really well written. Nobody talks about this game and talks about its writing. Nobody. I have heard nothing about writing in Yakuza, and the, the writing is wonderful. You, uh, you, out of its shortcomings I'm able, I'm able to just kind of go glaze by them like I remember the first chapter or so I was bitching to Gary like what, what is this shit what is this shit but I just kept going because the writing was so good
0: mm. yeah it does carry through a lot of the, uh, the flaws within it that, that there. and I, you know, going forward they're, you know, changing engine changing the way it plays so you know, those flaws are starting to go away a bit but um, I don't know there's just such a Weird charm to the way it does stuff It's just It's very much it's own thing still And more so than ever with Yakuza 0 It's just some Stuff just, It's just like You, you look at it, it, it like The opposite Of um, Say Nier Automata in the sense of Where you look at something and you, you sit back and go Yeah that's clever I like that respect that There's stuff in that you just look at Yakuza will do something that's so Unbelievably dumb but it works, and you're like, "Wow, you, you pulled that off! Well done,
2: sir! <laughs> well done!" Exactly, and uh, a good example of that is how I'm interacting with this. can't what, what the hell they call themselves, but this poser band, yeah, that is trying to make face with their fans because they try to just use, they try to just you know, to make a quick buck off this thing. But people actually like liked them. And they became fans of them, <laughs> so that when they actually had to make a public appearance, like, what the shit do we do? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it was super corny because one had this like crazy Elvis quaff, and yeah, but, but I think that was what was really cool about that is that it was a sub quest, and even though it wasn't as well written as the the main run, it's still a Nice touch, it adds a lot of life to not just the game but also the environment that you're in. Like, you're not just walking, you're not just coming across random people and just giving them, say, like, I don't know, like chess and yen to help them with drinking problems or whatever. Like, you're coming across people that are in odd, uh, as far as I know, I'm only in chapter two, but you're coming across people in precarious situations and they're going, You look like you're a complete stranger. So you look like, but you look like somebody who could give me life's answers, and you're 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 taking on that role very reluctantly. But you're, it's really funny how some of these sub kind of go along, and it it like you were saying earlier that some of the stuff that it gets away with works just because it's not the entire game, and yeah. the world is very strange. And it like the world itself, not the game, not the game, the real world is very strange. You're going to come across things like that, and I like that it doesn't disregard that like some things are very serious but some things are very tongue-in-cheek
6: it's
2: yeah very corny and it, there are plenty of people that are corny as shit and i appreciate that I, I this game has been in hindsight a long time coming but
3: i didn't see it coming
0: um, yes yeah. i mean like I, i've liked the accusers in the past but it's never been like up there i cause, like i said before on this podcast is that like, you know it felt like it came after shenmue and it's like Uh, it's it's not Shenmue, it's like, I like it but it's not quite the same thing but yeah, it's just I think we were saying about like, you know 80s stuff, it tends, you know, when nostalgia is involved, you are like, uh, you expect this, it's like, this kind of has like, like, the scuzzy side of the 80s, the, the stuff that felt like the actual 80s and that's why it's fun when it does go absurd with it it's just like, it's just like a pastiche of that, and smashing
2: the 80s was absurd like straight yeah. up absurd and uh, i appreciate yeah. that as somebody who's not really a fan of 80s i appreciate that this game is alluding to it in a way that's more yeah. realistic than just romanticizing it
0: yeah i mean it, it does pretty much say everything's shit <laughs> let's be honest it's like um, <laughs> it's like everyone, every, everyone's either out for money or they're trying to kill each other or they're trying to make everyone else die of being poor and it's like yeah, yeah, okay, and in, again, in that sense, Christ, doesn't that just uh, fit nicely in, in modern times as well? Um, but yeah, um, you're in Chapter 2, so you have uh, not gone to Majima's uh, storyline, have you?
2: Um, no, it's alluded to. I'm still trying to get um, background information on this case. Um, yeah. this blackmailing that happened to me.
0: Yeah, because um, I'll add, obviously, I you've got the uh, it's sounds- the introduction to Majima, who, you know, is a uh, serious staple as a character, mad as a box of frogs, etc. etc. in the main games normally. Here is obviously before all that. And just introduction to him is just so well done. Just like considering how, you know, everything's about violence and flashiness in Yakuza, it's like it's just that it takes that and does something different with it and tries to go passive is really cool and the way they do it is really cool and taking a character that you know is a pretty much a fucking psychopath for the rest of the series and making him very different you're like wow okay this is cool it makes him a new deeper character overall it's just one of my favorite character introductions in in a game in many years and that's saying saying, something considering you already know the character from after that, that's even more impressive, but yeah he's just, much as I like uh, Kazuma Kiryu's stuff You know, the fact the way he reacts to everything with this sort of, what the fuck is this going on in a really bemused manner Uh, it's uh, Majima's just being involved is great for me as well
2: I look yeah. forward to that mostly because I have no prior context. Oh,
0: either way, it's even if you don't know much. I think it's a really good introduction to the to the character, regardless. It's just, because of the way it's done. It just, especially after you everything you've done in the earlier chapters, and it's just like it's all this big boys fronting up to each other nonsense, and it's just like <laughs> when, the the way Majima deals with a hostile situation is just like mm, chef's kiss sort of thing. You know, it's oh lovely. Um, Cool. Uh, Anyone else play Yakuza 0? Unfortunately not. No, Yakuza 0 Love. I mean, even I didn't play it till late in the year either. It's like uh, JP was in love with Yakuza and uh, very much sold it to anyone else going on that front.
2: Um, I think what kept me away from it, like this year, Was because I've always been kind of interested in getting back into it, and remakes of them was kind of appealing to it. But like, I think the part that kept me away from it for so long actually was Jinkie because the only things he talked about were like the silly tongue-in-cheek things and then the arcadey stuff. And I'm like, come, if if that's it, what's the point of playing? And I don't, yeah,
0: yeah. Again, it's not one of the. It's hard to sort of really sell the structure properly without playing it because it, it. Even compared to other Yakuza games, it's not exactly the same. I mean, Yakuza 5 was very plodding and melodramatic in a different way because it was like an end of an era sort of thing whereas this is like going back to the beginning and like, yeah, you know these guys, we're going to show you new sides of them and we're going to fuck about a bit. (laughs) But still having that sort of the fact that it balances serious stuff and Nonsense, so well again, just like I mean, that seems to be like a thing of many games out this year that are really good is that they do that so well, and this more than any, just the way it goes, absurd. And some of the, the mini games later on, I say mini games are like pretty expansive for that, but um, that's great. You know, and yet the subject matter that's tied to them is probably a bit questionable. You know, just because you know it's what it is. It's Japan. It's the eighties. You can imagine what sort of things you end up doing. It's, let's put it that way. But um, it's still like well done and compelling. Despite that, it's again that never shy from being problematic. But then you're like, yeah, but it's so well. <laughs> it's a conflict of interest game sometimes but yeah it, it never it never shies away from what it is. That's what I like about it. Very cool. Cool. That leaves me with uh one final knock of the old wicket and oof what do I pick? What do I pick? I could go the obvious route and say, you know, to go with the XCOM expansion, but I won't. As much as I like to talk about it all the damn time. Um. um, Hmm. No, you know what? Fuck it. That is what I'm going to talk about. Um. Because I've admit it from so many end of year stuff. Right, the end of year stuff. It hurt me that you know when it came to like best expansion. I was like, well, I'm the only one that's going to vote for it because everyone else has been playing fucking Stormblood. (laughs) So, but uh, wait, wait, yes. Yeah, that one. Let's <laughs> put it that way. Um, War of the Chosen just makes XCOM to a better, bigger, different game. Like, it feels fresh. It takes much longer, which, oddly, I never feel like that's normally the problem with XCOM it's because you play it again and again and again. Um, but it, it just adds so much. I mean we when we were talking about this last year we we had many arguments about expansions being like game of the year list and saying why they shouldn't be it's like well can you buy it without the main game etc like that and it's like no then that doesn't count hence why like uncharted the lost legacy could be up for a lot of awards this year because it was a standalone thing this is like the closest you could say to like you can't buy it technically as a you can buy it buy it as a whole game, you know. It, but it's still XCOM 2 in there as well but it is also an expansion to XCOM 2 but it sits on top of the main game and then slots in so that it becomes a whole new thing it's fucking Dragon Ball Fusion shit you know it's just there as a whole new entity adding so much don't you think this is like the game it should have been in the beginning with almost you feel like because it's like and you think how would I ever accept this game that was, you know, at the time, like, this is amazing. I love this. It's great, despite technical issues on PlayStation. It's just just a great, I mean, great strategy game. And gives you that personal connection with your team because of all you have to go through with them, and, like, they can survive so many missions and then just be horribly killed by something fucking unfair. And this, adding, as we said, the nemesis system from Shadow of War and Shadow War has... Just not been done very often uh, outside of those games, and here it is to a degree here, and you know, albeit with like free characters uh, 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 representing rather than like uh, randomised ones, and uh, yeah, it just it adds a whole new layer to this whole. These guys trying these alien badasses trying to sabotage your plans, kidnapping your soldiers with you on missions that are already really really hard and just yeah and just constantly goading you over your radio channels and it just feels so satisfying to finally kill them for good because they're, they're like basically immortal they'll show up through your missions you'll take them out they'll go well they'll come back until you get to like a, a set mission where you can go and into their hideout and destroy the thing that keeps them from dying you know and yeah just the only downside to it is that if you do get them out of the way early, is that you are their weapons are so good that you get off them that it just makes a lot of stuff easier later on in terms of picking off enemies but yeah it's just it makes it a, a great game even better I just wish I just wish 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 that they fix some of the fucking issues with it in technical terms in terms of the stuttering and the glitches and like that and it's just like and the occasional crash the the i think it's the my favorite game on playstation regardless in a lot of ways XCOM 2 and with this despite all those problems is just says it all it, it, it's it frustrates me that that wasn't my first 10 for psu and uh, or as a reviewer at all and because it damn it it deserves it in so many ways but yeah it's really really hard to ignore it has those those issues and by golly yeah XCOM 2 four of the chosen just wow love it yeah uh if anyone else has anything to say i think any tim's played a bit of XCOM 2 but i was playing XCOM 2 for rightly
2: yeah, it's it's the basic stuff, and I honestly can't get into that game. <laughs> I uh, mean,
0: for me, it's like, I had the history of, like, it was one of the first games I've been on PC, like, 21 years ago, was was an XCOM game, and just, even then, the idea of it, and the concept of it, was just, thrilled me, you know, and then, just, when it came back, like, five years ago, nearly, it was just... I could how much I was into it. I thought, oh, I like this. It's cool. Something I remember from when I was younger like that, but just I, I outside of like pez because you know, I play hundreds of hours of that every year. This is the only other game that I play hundreds of hours of a year now since 2013, 2012, even. yeah. So it's it says it all It's common it's just beast for me. oh yeah. It's probably a good idea to talk about that instead. Um Cool, I i think that'll do it for us because we've gone way, way long today. But you know, three hours, yeah. But you know, we were covering <laughs> 2017, we haven't done a podcast for two weeks. Mike's left, and
4: yeah, we had to it, extend it for Mike,
0: yes. So, to think of this as being the last two weeks in one, yeah, last three weeks in one, even there you go. It's yeah. like it, it's three weeks in one podcast, you can cut it into three pieces basically because yeah. there's the beginning bit there's the bit in the middle where we say goodbye to mike and there's the end so yeah, yeah. we are two episodes away from uh 200 as well so okay. god that that'll probably be a long one uh, that's uh i can't wait so just to uh do some wrap up stuff quickly um we were on the final prediction scores for last season if you will um and obviously those games that we picked didn't get scores enough scores until very like a couple of weeks after. And then, of course, we weren't doing podcasts. Um, so what happened was we had Gang Beasts and Ultimate Chicken Horse, and we were waiting on those. Um, Gang Beasts, uh, oh, before we go on, we were saying, because it was the final two, that just to keep it fresh and interesting, uh, it would be five points for a win, ten points if you've got a score dead on. So you know, it could change the whole look at the table. Um, for Gang Beasts, um, the score was 67 in the end. I said 82. Obviously, I was far too optimistic. Uh, Alfonso said 73. Gary said 65. But Ben said 69. Nice. And... <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a gag. Yeah, and a gag, <laughs> a, a gag helped you share the points at two and a half points each. So things were already getting interesting at that point. And then it ended with Ultimate Chicken Which
4: which is an
0: amazing game. Yeah, which uh, got 79 on the average for PlayStation. Uh, Chilly, sadly, you were well out on 87. Um, Gary, you were well out as well on 60. Alfonso, fairly close on 70. And just a completely all chance of her being competition and challenge on this. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I got the score exactly correct on 79. Um, Hacks! Hacks, yeah. i I just tend to be here every week. That's that's my advantage, I think really. Um so yeah, just at the end of season one scores, um Mike's only season, sadly. Um he ended at bottom on two and a half points. Uh, Alfonso was next with four. Tim ended with six points. Ben with his uh, last minute for eight, climbed up to third with seven and a half. Yay. Gary Gary finished on a very respectable sixteen and a half, and yes, I won with twenty nine and a half points. So, um, starting next week, we will start a brand new uh, season, and uh, go from there. Uh, We'll we'll take a break from it this week because, let's face it, there's a fuck all. (laughs) To be honest, Uh, it's all coming. It's all coming. like
2: Temple Fighter Z. Yes. Yeah. Shadow Shadow Colossus. Oh man! Man, I can't wait to buy Shadow Colossus
4: and never play it, like I've done twice.
0: Ben, I don't know. I maybe we could lose another long term podcaster. Well I mean we're still raw, we might as well, you know. <laughs> I Hey,
4: I'm staying till episode two hundred. Maybe <laughs> you can kick me out, but fine.
0: I'm two hundred. <laughs> well, that's alright. Yeah, that'll be before it comes out, so that's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um yeah, so I suppose last minute shout outs. Uh, I, I will just advise we have done the mic shout outs now. So, no, probably, probably not too much more on that. As much as we love him uh, because we've gone over three hours. Um, ben, you usually have a few. Shout the hell out.
4: Uh, I want to shout out to everyone that's here right now. Seriously, it's always great that I missed the podcast with you guys. It's been too long.
0: Yeah, to, uh, as much as I've, Gary, get,
4: Neil, Afonso, it's been too long.
0: Yeah, much I enjoy getting fat over Christmas. It's uh. I'm nice already to... fat. I mean. <laughs> <laughs>
4: seriously though, a shout out yeah. to Klaus Nightbringer, shout out to everyone in the FAMOUSY14 community. I know I gave you guys a shout out earlier, but seriously, I love you all. Uh shout out to Evolved King girlfriend's favorite stream at twitchtv Uh Also, before I forget, I want to remind everyone that because we got a thousand followers on Twitter, that's still insane to me. I can't believe there's a thousand people who want to follow me. I know nine hundred and ninety-nine of them are probably bots, but that's... <laughs> <laughs> but still, um as I said before, I'll be giving away fifty dollars this month. Uh I want you to tweet Pod Unchained or email us or tweet me your favourite memories of Unchained in twenty seventeen. Shh.
6: <laughs> There you go. So yes, if you do that, it. I will
4: be giving away $50. This will be an either PSN credit, Steam credit, other consoles that won't be mentioned credit, PayPal thingies. <laughs> Whatever way you want me to give you the monies, you will get the $50 by the 23rd of January. So you've got two episodes to email, to contact us. They'll the, be announced on the 20th show. So, yep.
0: Excellent. Cool. Um, Tim,
2: what about you? This one's rather specific because something happened this week that surprised me in the best way. Somebody reached out to me, the person's PSN, I don't want to give the name, but this person has been delightful to share with me. Uh, The PSN ID is a mere micro 21. And this person reached out to me uh, saying, let me find the the thing, but this person reached out to me and commented on the fact that they had read my 100th Platinum Trophy article from way back. And this is what they, they said, I read your interview about achieving the 100th Platinum Trophy and was so impressed by how important it is to play a game, franchises a gamer loves. I would really like to follow your work. Please be my friend. And so I friended this person. And I sent the person a message and said, I cannot believe you have accepted my friend request. Thanks a lot. And I mean, there, I've had a lot of, oh, wow moments at PSU, but this is like the closest to Celebrity status I've ever been. Mm-hmm. And in like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I have like no status quo anywhere and I have no clout anywhere, but this feels awesome. So my shout out is to you, Amir Micro 21. Thank you very much.
0: Splendid, love that, Alfonso.
3: Like Ben said, I missed podcasting with all you guys. I kept asking you, Neil, when's the next podcast? You said next week. I asked you again <laughs> next week. You said the following week. I was like, so when are we going to podcast? Are we never going to podcast again? But we're finally here. I want to shout out to all you guys, all the work y'all do on PSU, all the followers, and um, I forgot to mention to Mike that doing our Pharaoh speech that will always be very memorable to me because. Today's my anniversary with Shannon, so I will always look <gasps> back on e seven as one of the best. But uh, I don't know how she's gonna take it knowing that it's an <laughs> anniversary, and I'm very missing about a guy.
6: So I just have to
3: wait till that day comes to see what happens. But take care, Mike. Thank you. I wish you all. I the
0: mean, best. I mean, just show her a picture of Mike. I'll do. She'll was- <laughs> understand.
3: I mean if she sees his muscles, then she might get memorized like we do. So maybe that might help, you know? I don't I don't know. I, don't know. I gotta see. It's just a
2: natural response, so Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh Gary, what about you? Yo, uh just same as always, you guys. Um love. Mike for sure. Um Huh? Love. Love, man, love uh definitely miss mike i um, glad he was able to be on for his final podcast um yeah i'm sad now thanks sorry
0: <laughs> it's not how i wanted to bring you back in gary <laughs> it's <like being> sad. <laughs> yeah um yeah what can i say i i mean i didn't get to add it earlier but um the fact that you know, I'm on this podcast because Mike welcomed me on it and now I'm hosting it all this time later just and, and hosting the one tailwheeling on is just wow you know it's odd uh, and amazing at the same time just it's it's just hurts to lose a member of this little PSD family and you know, like that and, and as much as he's could be around as much it's like it's yeah he's going to be busy with his own things too so it's not going to be the same um so yeah it's going to be great and i hope that we continue to be entertaining enough for everyone at home listening uh without mike let you carry on now that you know that you have no hope of having him back (laughs) this time so yeah um so until episode 199 which I promise it will be next week. There will be no breaks out, no, honestly. Uh, there's no Christmas, no New Year's, no whatever else. Um, even if it's just me, I will sit here talking to myself. It may not record it, but I'll do it anyway. Um, so until then, tatty bye and good night from all of us.